and hello, friends. Welcome to the another episode of the R&R and R Show. I'm Ruel Gabula, joined as always by Chris George. Rado's going to be joining us in a few minutes here uh, via the magic of video. And we've got not one, but two special guests today, don't we, Chris? We do. Two special guests who from, the, from Legendary Tactics, who we will let introduce themselves right now. <laughs> awesome. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having us on the channel. I'm Flash, and this is Nato. Hello there. Nato. Hello. Uh, welcome. And lovely folks, to meet you both. Lovely to meet you uh, both as well. Uh, friends in chat, let us know, as always, if the audio and video is good. The video looks good on my end. The audio sounds good, but as you all know, um, the wonders of the internet always messes things up. So let us know uh, if uh, everything is coming out fine on your end, friends. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, Goblin and all the friends are um, hanging out with us in chat. Appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. Uh, Chris and I just got back from Vegas. Uh, and, did. you know, I've got to say, it, boy, are my arms tired. Um, that's <laughs> that's about the level of tumor you're going to get on the show today, folks. I, <laughs> it's That's how it goes. Uh, we were at the World well, Series. Now you scared him away. I know. Chris is like, that's it. I've had enough. Um we had a wonderful week at the World Series of Board Gaming. Uh, Chris, I got to, folks, if you haven't seen the VODs, Chris, George, uh, his buddy Keith, and the entire staff there did such an outstanding job of live streaming all the uh, tables and all the action there. Chris, you want to share a few thoughts about how you thought the uh, WSBG went this year? Uh, yeah, it went really well. It went better than last year, and next year is going to be even better. Uh, and uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited that it went well. I'm excited that nothing crashed. <laughs> which is the most important thing in live streaming, uh, as we have found out time and time again on the R&R &R &R show. Uh, but you know what I'm more interested in talking about, Ruel? I'm more interested in talking about legendary tactics and what the heck y'all do over there. And so tell us a little bit about legendary tactics, uh, your, your, your channel and everything that, that, that you do, how long you've been doing it. Uh, I'd love to know everything there is to about you all i said live yeah i said <laughs> that i wanted all your deepest darkest secrets and i i i intend to make that public it's a public statement <laughs> there's only three secrets to be had but hopefully you you find them nice. okay so uh okay. oh and, and i'm just i'm just curious did you take any of the hundred thousand dollars home from uh from vegas yeah uh I didn't. I, I can't. No. I can't participate in the uh, in the in the competition, unfortunately. But so you, you know, oh, you know okay. who did? A Canadian did. Yes, Angela oh. Tao from Vancouver, Canada, was Brilliant. a grand champion. Yeah, she took it all home. Uh, she won Castles of Burgundy. She won Gaia Project in the semifinals, and then she oh, won wow. the grand final of Splendor for twenty five thousand dollars. She she won. She won it in a tie. She wanted it oh. in a tie break. Oh, a tie so it was break. 15 That's points. Awesome. They got to 15 points at the same time, oh. but she had eight cards, and Andrew Law, who was no the Arkham champion, had had uh, nine cards. Oh my it god! It was so close. That's so such wow. a close game. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. She's Friends, speaking of Angela, uh, she's going to be on yeah. my channel this Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Mm -hmm. Be sure to tune in. I'm going to be interviewing Angela about her journey uh, to become a world champion. And also, I'm challenging Angela to a game of Splendor on BGA. So we're going to see if the Ooh. champ has what it takes to uh, crush me on my uh, channel. So be sure to tune into that. But back to the Legendary <laughs> Tactics, uh, friends. Yeah, yes, uh, well, talk to us. Thank you. Uh, 
share share all your deepest darkest secrets. It's just us and the interwebs. Uh, no, no one else yes. is here. Okay, that's it. Well, our our story actually begins in kindergarten when I met uh, the fellow on screen here beside me. Uh, so wow. we were kicking around the schoolyard together, and um, you know, around grade five or six, we started designing board games. We used to play a ton of them back then. And uh, today's topic is one of them is Catan, and so a game we used to play back then that reminded me of Catan is uh, Survive. And so that's one of the games that sort of started our early journey. Uh, Access and Allies, we played. Uh, Nate was heavily into Avalon Hill and a lot yeah. of the really heavy, heavy games, <laughs> the uh, Hex and Token games. And um, so we just did that casually and uh, introduced to Diplomacy. Uh, I think it was grade seven or eight, maybe high school. And we had a teacher who had a bunch of history games on the shelf. So that was our, our early history. Then we met Cax, the third creator on our channel. That was in high school. We started a band. And we we realized that uh, you know maybe the music scene wasn't taking us uh, anywhere, so uh, <laughs> we uh, we had families, and then COVID hit, and we said, you know what, we're playing a ton of games together. Uh, let's just let's just post some materials and and see if anybody likes it. And our primary focus is strategy. Uh, we like that. That's sort of our bread and butter. You have to really get to know a game well in order to uh, to be able to make the strategy guide, which just gives us a reason to play games. And I think that's our, our modus operandi is just we just want to play a ton of games. And this channel is a good reason to do it. And uh, a lot of channels tend to, uh, you know, focus on a specific niche. Well, not so much us. We'll do anything <laughs> and everything that interests us. And, uh, you know, some of it hits and some of it doesn't. And uh, that's okay. We have fun doing all of it. So, uh, Nato, yeah. do you want to take the story from there? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'd have to give Flash the credit of the idea because he, uh, Cax and I were not necessarily enthused about the idea uh, initially, but... Uh, but event, you know, we caught on and uh, and and we started having finding our own uh, fun with the uh, with the channel as well. But yeah, but the opportunity to to play games the way I always talk about it is, it's like taking your hobby but playing it at like a high level because you're you're interacting with publishers and designers. I mean, uh, you know, for me to uh, one of my favorite games of all time is Twilight Struggle, and for me to meet Jason Matthews and interview him a couple of times. It's just like, it's so cool, you know, and, and being in this space, it's so, um, you know, there are celebrities, but it's a, you know, it's a different kind of celebrity, right? <laughs> and so um, it's not, uh, it's, it's not, you don't have to deal with massive egos and that sort of thing as, as much or whatever. And so it's just fun to meet people and, and to uh, see how far we can take this thing. You know, I think that's uh, a big part of it for me. I just want to see how far we can go and how, 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 uh, bigger channel can get and yeah it's just fun that's great well, it's, it's uh, funny because we we started as a friendship and and the first thing we said when we made the channel was if ever there's a choice between friendship and the channel we're always we're going to ditch the channel sorry uh the friendship always <laughs> comes first and i think that's important that we're going to just continue to build our friendship that way and then extend to the community and that's that's what's been really exciting is meeting all kinds of people the the first video that i did where you know somebody reached out from the community uh it was from the diplomacy community and uh, there was a fellow who did the um diplo diplomacy uh zine and and he just said hey like this is cool. Do you want to come play a game with us? And, you know, so it's, it's neat when you meet other people who are as passionate about games as we are. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's been pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, backing up just a little bit, I wanted to ask, what type of music did your band play? What, what was it like? Um, and <laughs> well, did you play? Uh, were you headlining anywhere or were you like playing small clubs? What was that like? 
Yeah, we had some gigs and we did some battle of the bands and stuff like that, but it never went very far. I would say it was kind of a bit, it was, it was in the nineties. So it was definitely, you know, in, we played a lot of kind of songs, but I wouldn't say we were a heavy band. It was kind of more light, uh, I don't know, pop. What would you say flash? A little bit of folk mixed into and like influenced by like David Byrne, the talking heads and nice. Um, nice. the Pixies. And it was, yeah, we, we just did whatever we wanted to do. We had even yeah. a song that had a bit of a reggae feel to it, which, I, you know, at the time, I, I don't even know why we played that, but it was, yeah. it, was <laughs> yeah. it was the 90s. It was the 90s. <laughs> it was the 90s. Yeah. yeah. It was just fun. Uh, and I think well, just, you know, going back to, to the friendship side of it, you know, it's it's neat because we have a reason now to chat like every day. You know, we've got, <laughs> right. you know, we have a, a, a thread that is many thousands of messages long now. <laughs> you know, we started a couple of years ago. And it's just, you know, we have an opportunity to see each other and an excuse to see each other more often. So it's kind of cool that way. Well, and our channel's evolved recently because we started in our, our primary philosophy was we wanted to emphasize the games and not the people. Um, and we wanted to be more of a teaching channel. And there tends to be either entertainers or teachers. And we decided to go the teacher route. Two of us come from that background. Um, but then we've been meeting some other creators and we just decided, you know what, uh, back in March, we're going to go live. We're going to put our faces on screen. So for the first time in, what was it, three years, uh, we just, we built a studio and, uh, now we're actually, NATO is, is in the headquarters for studio. This is, this is, studio nobody knows West. about this yet. We haven't released <laughs> any videos yet, but pretty soon we're going to be getting Tomorrow. into more green screening technique. <laughs> Tomorrow's the cool. first day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're, oh, we're wow. going to be sort of re reframing and doing a studio uh, near the KW area. I'm on the other side of Toronto. And uh, so it'll just be a, a chance to create different content, have different creators in to play games with us. And wow. Should be pretty that's cool. exciting. And, that's I mean, I, I love, I love board, board games on YouTube. I watch a ton of content. Um, Rado being, being one of the, uh, the big ones, obviously, and love to hear what he has to say, even when he was just kind of, I think he was filming everything with his phone or whatever, yeah, <laughs> the shaky cam, yeah, you know, 100%. now he's all professional. Um, but, uh, but I, I think we also saw an opportunity to kind of innovate within the space because mm. I think the dice tower kind of set the standard of having people just, you know, sitting in front of a wall of board games and giving their thoughts or, or, uh, or playing a game or whatever. And we said, well, yeah, that's great. And we enjoy that. But can we do something different? So we're always trying to like do different, uh, take take the the uh, the space and, and play with it. And it started even with our unboxing videos, which we film, uh, which we film and then we reverse the footage and we do reboxings where all the pieces magically go back into the box, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was just our way of kind of like, we're, we're, we got to innovate here. We got to do something new and different and interesting. And so that was a big, that was a big part of that creative kind of drive as well has been a big part of it for me. That's really cool to hear. Um, what are some of the things that, uh, as, as you look forward here, you know, uh, like a year from now, uh, what do you think, or what do you want to see more channels, board game channels specifically, uh, including yours, uh, do as far as content? Uh, whether it's you know, teacher teaches or unboxings, like you said, you're doing it um, you know backwards. Uh, what are some of the things that you'd like to see uh, coming up in the near future? 
All right. So something I love to do is is the writing. And I think each of us has our own niche. And for me, I, I mean, NATO is the same here. We have about a thousand ideas and we, we only have so much time to create. But uh, yeah. for me, it's the narrative side. I love board games with a story. And NATO, you actually pushed the envelope on this one. Um, you took an obscure game. What was it? Was it B-17? No, it was uh, Skies Above the Reich by GMT Games. Skies Above the Reich. Right. And it's a video that almost nobody's seen, but you put your heart and soul into that video. You <laughs> created a story about the main character. Uh, I won't spoil what happens to that character, yeah. but you you told it like cinematically. And for me, I'd like to... I, I want to do almost like a choose your own adventure where you um, I'm thinking. So the, the game diplomacy is something that, that we featured on our channel quite a bit and we do tons and tons and tons on strategy and I've talked to world champions and it's been, it's been so incredible and it's almost 100% tactical um, or strategic and diplomacy. So much of that game is based on the narrative and based on the debating, the negotiations, the person to person. So I would love to do a video where you have a choice and um, base it on a real game. And at the end, you click on one thumbnail and it takes you here or it takes you there. Or um, same thing with Avatar, The Last Airbender, cool. um, the new Legends uh, RPG. I'd love to do something with that where we create a, a plot and have our viewers interact with it. Uh, so that's probably something we're going to work on down the road. But it, that's we're committing to about a, probably 50 to 100 videos just for one video, right? You do your one video yeah. and then your series of chains that lead off. So there's a ton of work involved and a bit of innovation. I haven't seen too many channels doing that yet. So that's something we'd like to try. Um, but Nato, you're always innovating in the space too. So um, what else are you well, uh, trying to, it's, to it's, well, well, actually your documentaries are, are insane. you got to mention <laughs> <yeah>. those. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Um... Uh, well, we've been doing uh, documentary style stuff as well. So I'm, I've been uh, working through a series that uh, chronicles the history of the Avalon Hill Game Company. Um, I just did one on Parker Brothers. Um, and there's, you know, again, I, I guess, I'm not sure if your your question was uh, specifically what would we like to do that's innovative or what you, we'd like to see in the space. Um, I think it's both, right? Like, yeah, yeah. if you want to see it in the space, you probably also want to do it. So you have to do it, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny because I'll serve up ideas to Flash that I definitely don't want to do, but I'm happy to serve up the idea. Um, somebody but, should do that. Yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. should do that. Yeah, that'd be great it's if somebody part of did it. A team of friends, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Whoa, but, uh, what do you do? <laughs> I guess it, I guess it's just that I I really am hoping that you know as time goes on. Um, that people, I think there's way more innovation available. Like there's so many things that can be done that just aren't being done. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, again, the, just that stereotypical talking in front of a, 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 a wall of board games about a game that you just played. Uh, it's, it's great. It's, it's interesting, but I just think there's so much more that can be done. And so I, I, I hope that there are other creators that also decide to say, Hey, you know what? we can do better. We can do something new. We can do something that feels fresh, you know, um, you know, like, uh, you know, board game documentaries, like who does that? No one, you know, yeah. just me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, well, you know, that was the last, is that the most recent video that you put up uh, on your channel? Cause that's the one I saw most recently was the Parker brothers. The Parker brothers. Yeah. It's, I see it highlighted when you, when at least okay. when I go over there. Yeah. And I love that. Um, it's one of those things where I always thought like, oh, I'd love to see more of that, you know, just talk about the history and uh, documentaries about companies or um, board games themselves. 
Um, I don't know yeah. if you listen to uh, Scott Rogers. Um, he has done stuff for Ludology where he'll do like a board game. I think it's called Biography of Board Game or something where he'll take one game and just sort of oh, look cool. at the history and do like a three to five minute segment on a podcast, which I thought was great. And I always, I always mm-hmm. appreciate that. You know, it's just it expands, you know, the knowledge of, of board games and what we have to, you know, consume as as content um, consumers. I, I love seeing that. And I'm, I'm glad that you did it because... It's something I've always wanted to do, but I didn't. I, I just don't have the time to do. It. I mean, I know yeah. a lot of time to research, right? Not only to film, it does. But just to just to do the research, right, NATO? Yeah, it does. Well, yeah, but NATO's, yeah, it, NATO's actually certifiable. Um, he he is completely <laughs> insane, and he invests himself in an edit. Like honestly, I, so I'm I'm a film teacher originally, and when I look at his edits, there's just a thousand <laughs> tracks and little sounds and this and all these details that probably no one notices or cares about. <laughs> and, and he puts the time in on those because he's great. Like he did a series on Twilight Struggle where he did it card. I'm like, Nate, you got to do, you know, maybe 10 cards at a time. And he's like, no, I'm doing every card, one video per card. He did like over 100 videos. Oh, my gosh. There's 110. Card per video. 110 wow. videos. And <laughs> Each card. So, so we, we laugh a little that he's like, he could string together probably 12 hours of strategy guide mm. just in Twilight Struggle alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You have, you have to be a little crazy in this space yeah. if you want to, to push <laughs> yeah. the envelope a bit. Yeah, that, for yes. sure. That's definitely true. Um, question from one of our uh, viewers here. How did you get your nicknames for each other? And that's from uh, Salnet. Thank you for the question. Yeah. Well, mine's mine's uh, pretty straightforward because my name's Nathan. So NATO. Actually, it was actually Cax's mom that was, for some reason, they were playing this, this video game. This was years ago. And uh, they were picking funny names for each other. And she chose NATO potato, which you can see on the screen there. And then the, the potato part fell away and uh, just became NATO. <laughs> That's mine's easy. Awesome. I'll, I'll speak on Cax's behalf. So his name's Mark. And so, of course, we called him Marcus and then Mark Cacus and then Cacus and then Cax. So it was the evolution of these sorts of nicknames. Great. Yeah, right. Yeah. So curious where it'll go next. And um, my, mine come, my last name's Thompson. So um, in high school, I used to play a lot of soccer and well, I, I still play a lot of soccer, I, but I, I don't run as quickly now as I used to run. So Flash Thompson sort of came from a combination of um, right. you know, being someone who was a fast runner and uh, and and the Spider Man character, yeah, so. perfect, awesome. Thank you for the question, <laughs> Sal. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so moving right along, so uh, here we are, folks. If you haven't already, uh, please uh, check out Legendary Tactics on YouTube. Yeah, I'm gonna drop a link in chat right now. You can uh, do this by doing command now play, and that's what we're doing right now. We are talking to our guest, Legendary Tactics, there's the uh, YouTube link there. And uh, when we film the actual uh, show here, folks, you, uh, we'll be uh, including um, links to all that in the description of the YouTube uh, as well. Uh, Chris, any uh, questions for our friends here? Uh, well, all I'm going to say is that if everybody in chat doesn't go right now and click that subscribe <laughs> button, I'm going to personally come to your houses and um, show you every single one of those 110 card videos for, <laughs> for Twilight Struggle, uh, and we'll we'll have a great time because I, I bet they're they're incredible. Uh, go right now, and that that's for anybody watching on YouTube as well. You can yeah leave. No, most people don't tell you to leave the video. Leave the video. You can come back, <laughs> but go check out those videos because it's better than the, the sorts of rambling that we're going to do over here. But we do have a this or that from Goblin, so we'll get to that in a second. Yes, oh, thank okay. you, Zen, for one. Thank you. Uh, Goblin says, I look forward to your visit, 
it, Chris. Yeah, well, you know what, Goblin? Unless you, until you subscribe, I'm not coming now. Eh? I can work both ways. I can work both ways. So that, but when you do, then I'll book a trip. I don't know where where you're at, but uh, probably far. We're we're pretty close to each other, which is nice, though, fellow Canadians. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, which we're all in that we're all in that sort of the the Ontario population belt. Uh, yes, <laughs> we're, we're all coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that's great. And so, uh, how how many videos would you say on on average? Uh, would, do you do you put out? Uh, how long is how long has the channel been operational? Uh, since March March of twenty twenty. Nice. <laughs> it was literally a COVID. But there was a lot yeah. of channels that started up <laughs> yeah, in March yeah. of twenty twenty. We were one of them. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Good way to connect. <laughs> yes. So, I think yeah. we've got what twelve hundred videos. I think. Yeah, I think wow, about that. So we, nice. Well, and again, NATO's the crazy one. I committed to one video per week, and NATO's like, oh, I can fill in the other five or six. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think it helps having a studio because um, we like to binge on content. So we'll go and we can create a lot all together. And uh, we pre write all, like, all of our scripts and come up with our ideas in advance. And then we can just film everything in one go. But uh, yeah, generally, like, well, Nate, Nate will have about seven or eight edits on the go at once. I tend to be a one at a time kind of guy. So yeah. and he'll have his long edit and then his short edits. And but uh, yeah, I like I like just sort of this is my video this week. So this this week I'm working on uh, I had a friend over working on a top 10 list together. And I don't know what it is. The It's so cliche to do a top 10 board games list, but it's yeah. so much fun because you always find yeah. out about like he had 10 games that I'd never played any of these games with him. So mm-hmm. there's 10 new games for me to check out. Yeah, right. And yeah, on screen right 100%. now, folks, it's that uh, Parker Brothers video that we we're just talking about uh, over there on Legendary Tactics. So we're just having that on screen so y'all can check out what um, is going on at Legendary Tactics. Speaking of Legendary Tactics, so, you know, you're just talking about the top 10 uh, list flash. Are there any? Oh, we're going to be doing a list too, folks. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about uh, two different things here uh, real soon here. But um, as far as the top 10 goes, did you find anything, you know, uh, like one of the tougher ones that you had to do was there any list that sort of stumped either of you or any of you on the channel like so i know we do a bunch of lists here too chris and there's sometimes where i'm like i don't know what game to put on this list oh yeah i'm glad it's a collective top whatever yeah. because i i have like two yeah and i'm like oh, i probably had a lot more and then no, i lie i just lie i yeah, lie it's to you easy all for me. <laughs> Mine, uh, mine was these the, these guys from uh, Rado Runs Through. It asked us to replace Catan and Uno. <laughs> that was really hard. That Super was hard. One of the harder ones. <laughs> I yeah. found yeah, I found Uno to be a bit tough. Honestly, I'm I'm not as I have I had like a few that I that I was juggling between, but I, I found Uno pretty tough to replace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I was sure. trying to, how close so do you get to, and how? Yeah, like, how yeah. far do you? Do you that, yeah, that's yeah. my question too. Are we trying to keep <laughs> it as far as like you know the the weight of the game? Right, we want like a light card game, or do we want just something that's totally different? Like let's just throw away Uno and start fresh with something that's you know like really good. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know how to approach. So I'm, I'm curious. I haven't uh, seen anyone's picks yet, so I'm going to see them as oh, nice. as we do the show here. So yeah. I'm really curious. What's your sort of balance of? Because you mentioned you, you you both play like a lot of different a lot of different games and and obviously like the war games and the GMT and all that sort of stuff. What what's the balance of like what what you would classify as like war games with all the chits and all the uh, that sort of standard versus uh, Euro games or like do you have a 
a delineation of what you you tend to gravitate towards? Yeah, I mean, I might as well take that. Yeah, well, I'm I'm more the the war gamer. Uh, I'm the rules guy in the group, so yeah, um, <laughs> it's they, we play whatever whatever rules I've learned. <laughs> so <laughs> it's up to That's me. Fair. I'm the decider. Um, yeah, no, but Nate, I, when Nate's I, not there. Cax and I just look at each other and like, well, what do we do now? Let's go play video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I need a team because that sounds amazing. That yeah. sounds great. <laughs> He's so good at it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll play any game, but I, I do prefer something with a little little more meat on it. Uh, something that is a little more thinky. I, I don't know. It's just, just something I've always gravitated towards. I, I like Euros as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I play Viticulture and, and uh, Terra Mystica and, and the, you know, but I'm, I'm happy to play a lighter kind of, uh, you know, kind of game as well. Um, but I, I do feel sometimes like Flash will bring out a game that he really likes and we'll play it and it'll be 15 minutes long and I just feel like, yeah, that's a nice appetizer, but there's, I need a bit more. So, um, so that's kind of, I, and it's kind of more the, the, the games I've always gravitated towards. The first game that I bought that wasn't uh, Risk or, or, some, or Monopoly was uh, an Avalon Hill game named Bismarck, um, which uh, had pages and pages of rules and all that. But I was just intrigued by the ability to recreate history. That's, that's what always, has always grabbed me about those games. It's partly the strategy, but also the ability to, you know, sit in that chair and and try and figure out a better way, or how to how to, how, how how you know what would my uh, what what did they do, and how would I change it? You know, that kind of uh, idea has always intrigued me. And most of the time, those type of games come with some rules overhead. And unfortunately, or right. fortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're, we're really we're fortunate. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm I'm about to take that deep dive into wargaming, uh, NATO, where I've I was recently invited to go to the San Diego Historical Games Convention uh next month. Nice. And you know, Ooh. I know I, I've played Twilight Struggle, really enjoyed it, but would I say that's my normal jam? No, it isn't, but I, they invited me. I was like, you know what? I want to experience something new. So I'm looking forward to, I actually have a couple oh, of uh, GMT titles on my shelf of opportunity, uh, follow the Roman empire, uh, people power. I've got all these games that I want to play, but I haven't taken that deep dive yet. And it's actually sort of what you just uh, mentioned there, the rules overhead, um, you know, yes. and I talk about this with Chris all the time. We're big Reiner Kinesia fans. So give me a rule book. That's like two to four pages long. I'm, I'm in heaven right there, Yeah, but give me a, a rule book that's like you know like a little book booklet i'm like oh it's a little much but what would you say to folks like me who are making that leap in or dive into wargaming what like as far as are there certain games that you would recommend or just approaches to learning games that you recommend or maybe you have some videos on your channel that i can check out i don't know yeah i did i did a video on how to learn uh the rules uh, to a game it wasn't specifically a war game but it could apply to that um so i i would say yeah like definitely start with something that is uh on the simpler side so you could look at say the undaunted uh series for example yes. um and what's what's good about that is a lot of the the principle it's like it's like it's like a euro game or uh, any other type of game where you can find commonalities across the the um, the different types of games. So if you learn one hex encounter, a lot of times mm. 
that will carry over to the other ones, right? So in some, but there's variations on the theme, but uh, in a lot of kit ways, there's, they're similar. And so you can find common elements that allow you to learn it a lot faster. Um, but I would, yeah, just start with something like, um, like Undaunted or something like one of the, one of the kind of the beginner war games and see how you like it. And then after that, I would just proceed based on theme. What history intrigues you or what history have you never learned about that you are interested in learning about? So, for example, you mentioned People Power, which is a coin game. And the coin series has specialized in highlighting theaters of war and conflict and so forth that are totally off most people's radar. The first one is Andean Abyss, which is the Colombian Civil War. You know, <laughs> the the, uh, the 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 fifth one was, uh, or oh, sorry, I'm just trying to think. There was one which is is um, Gandhi and that era of uh, you know in Indian history, um, and they've got uh, People Power, which is the uh, history of the Philippines mm-hmm. and the Marcos uh, family. So like, it's all this stuff that for most people. They've never looked into the history to any degree. And so it's just, it's neat to experience it and then use that experience if you've had a positive experience with the game and then go and learn more about the history. And that just makes the whole experience richer the next time you play it. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, thank you for that. I am, And that's the reason why I got people power because yeah. personally it means something to me, uh, being Filipino-American, you know, it speaks yeah. to my cultural um, of a heritage. But also I knew, or I talked to the designer early on and um, Kenneth T and he really wanted to make a coin series game that was um, like the introductory to coin to coin games. Yes, so, it's yeah. a good place to start. Yeah. yeah, so that's I'm really excited about that one. So uh, thank you for that, Nato. So uh, we have a Ru- uh, Ruel. I yeah. I actually have to I have to completely disagree with Nate. Oh, okay, yeah, completely wrong. Yes, um, and <laughs> this this one thing we do on the channel is we always we have very different approaches. But um, I I'm you, Ruel. So I, I <laughs> if it's more than twenty pages of rules i'm you know my brain just shuts off and i I like to dive in and start playing the game right away without all the rules overhead so nato actually did something this was exactly what he tried to do there's a game called mr president from gnt have you heard of that one yes so this is a game that you look at the board and you just think this is insane like i'll never learn this and there's rule books and all these board is five feet long i think isn't it Oh my gosh. Pretty close. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. It's insane. It's just already packed. I'd, I'd open it. I'd put it away. I'd, <laughs> yeah. No, put it on my table. I no, can't play. So yeah. now wait, wait a second, because um, this is that I'm with you on that. But NATO said, you know what? I'm going to make this work for you. So he decided to treat it like a role playing game. Uh, and then it's back. It seems to be back. Everyone, yeah. Uh, everyone who's watching live, uh, hit that old refresh button. I just hit refresh. We're we're back. Apparently, uh, there we go. Yeah, I can yeah. see. I can see us on the other on the other screen. Okay, but cool. uh, Thank you'll you have to. I, I, yeah, somebody in the chat was saying also too that, that were you filming that uh, GMT Mr. President thing because they said that they really loved uh, the GMT Mr. President series. Uh, yes, and we're very yeah. excited to see you uh, to see you on on this show because of that. Yeah, so it's oh, kind of cool that, that that you bring it up in terms of a way of like of learning it as well. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, well, again, I, I just I think there's uh, as I said earlier, there's room for innovation, and I just thought, well, that's a game where I can take on the rule stuff, but I can just filter through, you know, the the situation and put it in a framework that uh, it's going to be uh, more palatable to people who don't enjoy the rules overhead. Um, another 
uh, variation on this that we're going to try soon is actually I, I want to play that game that got me started in the hobby, which is Bismarck. But I'm gonna we're gonna run it like um, a refereed game, and it's just gonna be you know I'm gonna be providing telegrams and yeah or whatever you know sort of not Morse code uh, stuff but you know but put it in a in a narrative space where it's like hey you've just gotten word that that Bismarck's been sighted off uh, Iceland the coast of Iceland or something um, but the fog is rolling in what do you want to do kind of thing and and turning that more into a narrative that way. Yeah, um, so we can, you know, yeah, make it more I, palatable. And I, I think that that works so well. Um, in a flash, I was just thinking a perfect example. So my all-time favorite game of all time, my all-time favorite game is Twilight Imperium, and but that is wow. yes. such an outlier for me because I usually like to play games hour and a half, maybe hour or up to two hours. But that game, you know, it takes all day. Um, but it was yeah. because it was, it was just one of those things. I always wanted to try it, but the my friend Jake who taught me the game did it in a way similar to that, NATO, where it was like, hey, Ruel, you are this faction here. Uh, these are your abilities. Now, you want to, you know, go out in the universe, build your army, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, because he took that narrative approach, rather than just give me a laundry list, okay, this is what you can do on your turn. No, he gave that narrative. It was like, oh, I'm the yeah. University of Jolnar. I'm the Space Nerds, you know, and st stuff like that. It was a little more approachable and a little more accessible for me to uh, yeah. approach the game, get into it. The next thing you know, I'm lis listening to like Twilight Imperium podcast. I'm watching Shay's video uh, <laughs> on uh, Twilight Imperium. It's yeah, it, it's a thing. So I think that is a really great point as far as you know how to how to get into the game uh, the first time. Yeah, sometimes you'll run into games where there's a long rule book, but the actual gameplay is actually pretty streamlined. Um, they just have to, you know, and, and again, if you if you just spend a bit of time with it, it actually flows very, very well. I mean, these games are generally meant to be played. Some of maybe the old SBI or Avalon Hill titles, maybe not so much, like Campaign for North Africa or whatever. But um, but most games are there to be played, and there should be a flow to them that once you kind of figure out what it's trying to do, you can shortcut a lot of the the rules learning because you once you see what the direction it's headed, a lot of times you're like, yeah, okay, I see what they're, I see how this is supposed to work now. Yeah, and that's just, I, I think that's the common thing, and that's a great point as well. The common language of board gaming, right? So now that I've been in the hobby yeah. for a while, I know what to expect when someone tells me, oh, this is a worker placement game, or this is yeah. a tiling game. You sort of build that common vocabulary, right? Or even more specifically, they say, oh, this is Dominion mixed with uh you know castles of burgundy you're like oh okay i basically know how to play already right. you know yeah. or whatever yeah. Yeah. So true yeah yeah awesome yeah we uh, were with, uh, star wars rebellion we did the same i love laying it out with friends and just saying um you have two options now you can do this or you can do that go ahead or you've got these four and then letting the rules sort of come out as you yeah. need them as opposed to being front heavy so i think uh yeah. tail end heavy rule rule teaching is one of the keys Oh, and that's why I think theme is theme is so key because yes. you have to have an interest in the the story that the game is going to tell. And if it, if it's not a story you're interested in hearing, then you're going to be bogged down by rules and, and all that stuff. But if you have an interest in the the theme or the aesthetics, you know, the components or whatever that just adds to that experience, you'll every game you're, you're going to have a game. The first game or two are you're not going to know how to play well. You're going to have to learn um, how to play well. And there may be some mistakes you make. Usually, you know, usually you play the first game and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot this rule. That would have changed everything. But you have to be patient 
with the interface and give it give it time to sink in. And once you once it sinks in, then that's where it really begins to sing. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just really want to go back to just sort of, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say they're a shared experience, right? So when you come to the table and you're, you're telling a collective story that changes depending on decisions people make, I think it's just great. But yeah, Chris, what were you going to say? No, no. I, I just wanted to go back to a couple of uh, comments too, uh, as well. Uh, Scott O'Brien says a Federation commander is an interesting first war game type. It has a great mm-hmm. introductory cadet game that starts with a quarter mm-hmm. of the main game rules. I think most super complex games should follow that path. I don't know if either of you have played that. And then another oh. question that we were uh, going to ask, and I think the stream was dipping, uh, was um, which we're kind of t- covering right now. But how do you recommend introducing war gamers, war games to Euro gamers? Because Euro gamers tend to avoid luck dice like the plague, but are but are used a lot in war games to add uncertainty as part of the historical simula- simulation. I mean. For that, I would just say, yeah, there's dice in the game. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? But um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything anything further that we can expand upon. I just wanted to touch upon those those comments before they before they scrolled yeah. off. Yeah. To me, those feel like very different spaces. But uh, so on our channel, I tend uh, well, Cax is our our Euro gamer more. Um, he straddles mm-hmm. the the um, divide between NATO and I. NATO prefers more like the simulation, historical, um, rules heavy game. I prefer more like the storytelling or games with interaction. So the one that I'm loving lately is Moonrakers. Have you played that one from Ivy Studios? Oh, not yet, yes. but I love like I oh, love good. Ivy stuff. Yeah, it's great. And and what I love about it is just your and it's the same thing is cosmic encounter um where you're just trying to convince people to help you win before they get you to help them win um or other games like uh kemet is one with the tech tree and it's a little like it reminds me of twilight imperium too where um you you pick your path and you're building your sort of it's it's in a way it's euro-esque because you're sort of developing your own engine and infrastructure but um it has all those elements so for me it would come more in the form of a game that straddles the the genres like Twilight Imperium really is every kind of game, and I think that's why it's so cool. Actually, that is a uh, that's great that you mentioned Kemet. Actually, because that is a game that I think would be a great bridge between those Euro gamers and the the war gamers. So it's a it's a war game, so it satisfies the war gamer, and there's stra- great strategy and everything. But there's no luck in that you have your combat cards. And it's such a, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's such a great mechanic. You've got a certain number, I think it's six combat cards. And every time you play in a battle, you have to discard one card and play the other one. And so your your options get more and more narrow as the more battles you fight. So you have to think, well, do I want to win this one guaranteed? Or do I want to lose this one so that I have a stronger card for later? And so it, it's it's not luck-based in any way it's it's all based in your decision making or at least you know there may be a bit of luck with some extra like the with the divine intervention cards but that's just a little bit of spice thrown in but but that might be a good game that would bridge that gap where it would kind of satisfy the the more mathematical among us have you played the new kemet i haven't played i've only played the older edition i haven't played the one with the four tech tracks just with like the three tech tracks yeah absolutely so yeah i kickstarted that one blood and sand oh nice and, yeah yeah uh, yeah, and it's funny because I pulled them out. I did a comparison video and I looked at them. And part of me, Kemet, I always, it's my favorite game of all time. And oh, cool. it's, 
the original one is the one I fell in love with. So I was hoping when the new one came out, because there was the rules updates in between. And I thought, you know, this new blood and sand is just going to blow my mind. It's going to be amazing. But I found myself playing it going, I kind of like the old rules. And this new map feels too mobile. I prefer the map where it was a little harder to get to places. And yeah. um, the minis are bigger uh, in blood and sand. So that's cooler. Um, it came with the plastic trays, which organizes the game better. And there's more. That's tech. huge. That's so, huge for passing the tech around the table. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But ultimately, I was, I, you know, I don't feel like it was a, a massive upgrade to me. I tend to just lean on going to my old beat up copy of the game. And cool. Cool, um, cool, cool. I love it just as much. So, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Okay. Uh, you know what? I We could chat all day. This is great. Thank you again for uh, joining us, uh, friends. Um, we've got things to do, though. Uh, we've got a show, two shows to record. We're going to be recording two shows, friends, uh, talking about the games that replace Uno and the games that replace Catan, or Catan, if you will. Um, Chris, oh, we're, we're not gonna... smashing them together? It's not just one big thing? No, it's, we're going we're gonna to separate them out. Uh, then uh, Richard's going to edit sense. them into two different things. Um, we're going to um, come back, uh, Chris, next show and take care of this or that's and top threes and all that stuff. Because, um, well, we don't want to spend... I mean, I would love to hang out here all day, but I know everyone's got the stuff to do. And uh, so we're going to get ready. Um, let me get this. I'm going to do a quick test because i did not test this before we went live again this is the most professionally run stream on the internet folks um, you betcha I'm that's gonna, why you tune in exactly so bear with me for just a second i want to see if richard's video is going to pop up and then i'll come come back to the scene guys welcome to the show sorry i'm a bit late to the party but those are excellent choices okay did y'all see that that was a little spoiler yeah. alert okay yeah, yeah we okay. saw it so and i could hear it too Whew. <laughs> All right, I, I was I was afraid it wasn't going to work, but it did. Um, nah, things work no problem over here. Yeah, well, that's that's how we roll. Um, what don't we look sh- at the previous previous part of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that? Yeah, ever that's probably that's probably on you. That's probably it, your it's, specific it's, you as the viewer that made that happen. Exactly. So clean your act up, viewers. Um, Chris, yeah. why don't we? Why don't we give away some passes of Pax Unplugged right now? This is based on the contest uh, we did last week. And friends watching right now, sure. you're going to have another chance to win two passes to Pax Unplugged uh, this uh, December in Philadelphia. Um, uh, Flash or NATO, any chance you'll be at uh, Pax Unplugged this year? I don't think so. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, likely. We- we just started going to Gen Con again. It's been a little while since we've been to a convention, but I feel yeah. like going down the road, like having a channel is just a great reason to to go to these things and just to have some yeah. fun. So yeah. I would love to be there, even though it may not happen this time around. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm probably going to be there unless I book something. Nice. So if you're, if you are all going there and if you happen to win one of these packs unplugged things, do you see me wandering around? Cause I will be wandering and I will be in a daze and I won't know where I am. <laughs> Help me. Help me cross the street. <laughs> yeah. Help me cross the aisle. Just yes. take my, take my arm like the sweet little grandma that I am and, and just cart me to somewhere safe. I would appreciate that. Um, Folks, we've got uh, two passes to give away, but we also have passes from last week. So we're going to announce the winners right now. I'm going to turn over to Richard uh, via the power of a video, and Richard's going to let you know which one of you won the passes. Take it away, Richard. All right, all right, all right, folks. We are about to give away some tickets to Pax Unplugged, brought to you by The Wheel of Names and the new Peacock film, Sick, apparently, which is the random ad it's throwing at me. Anyway, before I get to spinning, though, Chris... 
It was very entertaining to see you squeeze in fake versions of the secret word into all the games. Please don't do that again, um, because almost a third of entries got it wrong. They were taken in by your chicanery, and I did not want to kick everybody else, because they did, in good faith, try to find the secret word. So in the future, stick to the script, pal. Um, although... It was very entertaining and very impressive to watch. But anyway, folks, without further ado, you want to know who gets those tickets? Let's spin. Here we go. Here it comes. Oh! Robert Petty, congratulations. And I'm sorry, Camille, you were so close. But anyway, all righty. Uh, Robert, I've got your email address. We'll be getting in touch to figure out how to... I, I think they're going to get them to you digitally and all of that. But we are set. Folks, keep watching. There's going to get a chance to win more tickets, and you don't want to miss out. But, um, yowza. Chris, stick to the script, man. No more tomfoolery. All right, let's get back to it. Chris, no more tomfoolery. Yes. Richard says. So it's on you, my uh, okay, friend. so so for for the, for for NATO and Flash, uh, last last week the secret word was otter, uh, O T T E R, and uh, so I kept on saying, uh, isn't it? It it'll be a little bit otter uh, if <laughs> if something were to go down right now, and then I'd spell it every time and say otter O D D E R, uh, yeah. and then I'd say like ah. <laughs> This is where some walruses could go in there and other, other sorts of sea creatures. I wish I could say, say something here, but I can't. Um, and so, yeah, I, I tried to squeeze it into every single game just oh. to make, make sure people were really paying attention. It was, and you know what? be Canadian. I'm, I'm going to do it again. I don't care what Richard says. Yeah. Whatever the word is, uh, it's going in weird places. This is your warning because you're watching the pre-show. You get to know. Yes. Uh, no, okay, fine, fine. I'll say what what should our secret word be? Because we just picked it because um, uh, somebody named Otter in the comments put down a fun comment. Yeah. Uh, I just saw I, in the comments someone says more shenanigans. What about the word shenanigans, yeah. Chris? Can you work that into uh, the uh, the video here? I could, yeah. I mean, it'd be pretty easy to, to put in somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's like uh, chicanery, too. Ooh, chicanery. Yeah, I could just say chicane, chicanery, chicanery instead yeah. of shenanigans and make people throw people off. Okay. That'd be pretty good. So, again, uh, folks, I, I do want to be thank... more. Salenet says more. Yeah, it should be the. And I'm and I'm required to not say the for the, for the whole stream. Yeah, that's what it should be. You're right. And I'm going to screw that up so badly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it should be something just very ordinary yeah uh, uh, that i will say oh, continuously why don't we uh yeah let's let's stick with sh uh shenanigans just because i think it ties right. into the theme really well it is a great word right it's it's a fantastic <laughs> word and i want to thank no uh, felt fans and for one thank you for resubscribing folks if you subscribe, first of all, you can get a free subscription by using your Amazon Prime account. And second, if you subscribe to the channel, uh, not only do you get discounts on Rotom Merch, you also get uh, links to a secret playlist of uh, videos that Richard has. Um, you can only get through subscribing. And finally, if you enter one of these contests, just ask us. Uh, if you're a subscriber, just email um, us and we'll let you know exactly where... Um, Chris says the word shenanigans uh, in the video. So one of the <laughs> many true. perks that you get by you, subscribing. You probably need to need to go in on that perk. Let me tell you. <laughs> if, if I know. Well, it's something that it just makes me think of a phrase that my good friend Shannon Gen uh, 
often says to me (laughs) who's going to be coming up in most of these episodes. Uh, Classic Shannon Gan. She she, she knows what's up. Shannon said it again. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Shannon said it again. Yeah. Shannon said it again. Uh, Goblin asks, what's the prize this week? Is it worldwide or just U.S.? It is worldwide, Goblin, and everyone watching, you get a chance to win two free passes to PAX Unplugged. Uh, First week in December here in Philadelphia, um, uh, Pennsylvania, in the U.S., uh, you are responsible, of course, for your own travel accommodations, but you get yeah. a free pass, which is going to save you some money. And I'm always about saving money. So uh, feel free to enter no matter where you are. And then we will, uh, it's going to be a digital transfer um, for the tickets and whatnot. So um, cool. our winner this week was, I already forget who won. It wasn't um, Camille. Robert Petty. Uh, Robert Petty. Uh, Richard will be contacting you if he hasn't already. Okay. Uh, so what we're going to do, it's going to be a little different, folks. We are going to be doing two top six lists uh, where the gang from Legendary Tactics, uh, this is like the ultimate mashup. It's like the Avengers. We're all hanging out here. Rado runs through mm-hmm. Legendary Tactics. We're going to be talking about two different lists of games. The first one's going to be the games we believe uh, should be used to replace Uno and then the second list will be the games that we will use to replace Catan or Catan. I say Catan. I, I've always that's the way I was taught the word, but I know a lot of people say Catan. I say Catan. You say Catan, but I I, I know you're, it's I know it's Catan. I see on my backstage both wrong. Screen, though. Oh, what is it then? You're both wrong. Oh. Um, so I, I actually did a video on this. Uh, Hans uh, is it Hans Toiber? Yes. Um, <laughs> Toy. Yeah, so Toiber, if you listen to him saying it, so there's, a lo- I say Catan because I'm Canadian, so I've got that nasalization. Uh-huh. A lot of uh, more American people who don't want to sound Canadian say Catan, um, but Catan, Catan is how he says it. So so it's in between Catan. Catan's closer. Catan's closer. closer. I think it is closer. Catan's closer yeah. than Catan. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a Katana. It's a Katana. <laughs> just like shannon aga shannon aga <laughs> um before we begin well i don't know if you can if you can reflate reframe on the fly or we're gonna have to smush um nato and i believe this is cax yes, oh we have... sure the... hi cax welcome okay, let's <laughs> My backstage uh, screen. <laughs> they will make uh, it. I, don't know, I don't know if you zoom out a bit. Maybe we, we get. Can, maybe we, we can, get them. Yeah, let me see what I do. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, that, that's pretty good. That's uh, pretty good. It's very uncomfortable, but ah, it's good work. <laughs> Too many Catana games. Yes, that's a good one, Scott. I believe me, Selnet. I'm seeing uh, everything that you're writing down, and I love it. And they will be. Goblin. They will be at some point. Goblin's hilarious. Whoever this person is, Katarn. Katarn. <laughs> okay, Good old Katarn. Um, I think this should work. Yeah, go ahead. That's and, pretty uh, good. I mean, I can see. Yeah, I can Chris, see uh, both of you. As, as We're good. We can. Uh, there now. We can Looking slide good. over a little bit this way if it gets the. Uh, there we go. Let's move over this way. Get that. As, uh, as long as we can see the thermostat. Head of the shot. <laughs> but that's how we know you're you where that you're comfortable, right? We can yeah. see the thermostat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, okay, so that's going to be that scene. So this is what I've got right now as we reframe. And then I'll go to well while we reframe. Hi, Cax. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks for being here. It's it's great to be here. Sorry, I'm a little late in my uh, uh, presence here, but uh, glad I could make it. 
it's it's all good. Your your two compatriots were saying nothing but honestly really horrible things. That, like you probably are going to have to set the record straight about a lot. They're like, oh man, anything that goes wrong, you know, it's tags. If you had said something different, I was going to go check the replay. Actually, so I'm glad you <laughs> you messed up. This tracks then. This tracks with the uh, with your oh your, for sure. Your, yeah, he's our scapegoat. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Okay, let's see if I got this. Okay, it's going to look a lot more comfortable in the other scene. So this is the main scene. We'll do the uh, you know okay, the intro great. here. We got it in the other scene. Yeah, where we're the gonna other spend scene. Most of the time, I think it looks anyway. Fine with the other scene. Like, yeah. Yeah, there we the go. The other scene be good. Okay. Um, yeah, so why don't we do this? Let me shut all these things out. Folks watching, again, if we get a raid or raided or whatever, please let everyone know that we're recording this for YouTube. So we won't be actually interacting with the audience uh, much during or at all during the recording. But after, stick around because afterwards we'll do a post show and we can answer questions and whatnot. So I'm going to take all the Twitch stuff down in the scenes. Let me make sure this is here. Okay, let's update this. Oh man. I like your viewers, by the way. These people are all hilarious. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. Sorry. I'm uh, if you guys were loud, I might have missed that, but that's funny. That's great. <laughs> that's very good. That's no, that's that's the benefit of Twitch, right? Like you just get to hang yeah. out with a bunch of which with a bunch of people. <laughs> yep. And uh it's great when when chat is chatting. Because then uh, okay. we get we get funny people. We do. All right. And insightful people, and honestly, uh, have much more to add than I ever have in any aspect of my life. Oh, no. It reminds me <laughs> of that Mystery Science Theater 3000, where the people yeah. are, except we're the movie, and they're the, the like, yeah. robots making fun of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. That is what we do every Tuesday, folks, here at uh, on Robert Runs Through. Um, Legendary Tactics, how you feeling? We, we good to go? We all set? Oh, yeah. We're good, yeah. We're going to be doing... Um, <laughs> Uh, the intro, and then we're going to go into the six games that replace uh, Uno. Uh, Chris will kick right. things off, and then I will go to Flash, NATO, Cax, myself, and then Richard uh, via video. Um, so we'll, and he, he'll talk about um, you know all the ways that we're wrong or right with our picks, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> okay, and again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, let me go to this scene. Okay, that's good. Let me make sure. Check, check, check. My mic is yes, being recorded. This scene here, video, audio is good. Um, Cax and Nato, one more time for an audio check, please. Check, check. Perfect. Hello, hello. Perfect. Okay. He's louder than me. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's that's good. Um, videos are up. Okay. Chris, how are you feeling? Are we good to go? Let's do it, Roel. I'm excited to see this list. Me too. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey everybody, welcome to Rottle Runs Through. This is the R&R NAR Show, episode 73. I am Ruel Gaviola, joined as always by my co-host Chris George. Chris, how the heck are you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing fantastic because this isn't just the R&R NAR Show. It's the R&R and R&R and R&R Show. Uh, everybody's an R. Uh, we've, got, we've got the whole crew from Legendary Tactics uh, over here. And uh, we're thrilled. We, we see Cax and NATO squishing into the frame right there. to so make sure that we're, we're, we all can get this thing all nicely framed up. And then we've got Flash on his own just you know he's in he's in the same building 
separate room. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know what? I don't want to be around you guys. We're like, we could do a three shot. It's like, no, I need my own space. Uh, it's thrilling to have you all on here as well. And I'm excited to do this list about the games that replace Uno. Yes. Um, so if you haven't already, folks, be sure to follow the Legendary Tactics uh, channel. You can check the show notes below for those links. And before we get going to the list, uh, folks, they Legendary Tactics talks about Uno a bunch on their channel. And Flash, <laughs> Cax, and Nato, why Uno of all the games that you could talk about? I mean, you talk about all kinds of games, but why Uno in particular? Well, it's funny because we actually, our two most successful videos are Catan Strategy Guide and Uno is right up there. And that was never our intention. Uh, we just... We just wanted to cover them, and we've got other videos that are way better. But for some reason, people want to watch those ones. So it's a popular um, thing, right? Like it's the it's what it well, a I, lot of people who aren't like super niched into the hobby as well yeah, will yeah. will be searching for potentially, right? But what's important with board games is that it's the games that people love to play. And I mean, worldwide, how many people play those two games? Tons and tons and tons. But the yeah. reason we're making this show is because they're not the best games out there. And we've got some better suggestions of how we can uh, level up your gameplay if you're still relying on Uno and, and Catan. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. And why don't 100%. we take a look, quick look? And this is from your channel right here. This is a, the Uno video there. I mean, so. Yeah, uh, so friends, we're going to be doing the six games that replace Uno. So why don't we kick things off? Uh, Chris, you're going to lead things off this time with your choice. I, I, what game would you replace Uno with? I am going to lead things off. And I, and I had a few games that I was juggling between. And, and I should have opted for something different. But I had to give it to one of my favorite games of all time. Like, legitimately, this game is so fun. And I, I almost didn't include it because I just talk about it a lot on these R and R and R and R and R and R shows. But uh, it, it is the game Dutch Blitz. Yes. Yes. Oh, great pick. So good. Uh, I I oh. love. Uh, oh, there's uh, <laughs> Oops, there's Sarah, that. That's not Dutch Blitz. That's. Uh, this Chris, this joke. Uh, what is that? Uh, no, I don't. I, that's a must be a weird uh, a weird thing that's happening. That's, that's weird. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's a I think that's the mascot for um for for Dutch Blitz. I think it's on the back cover of a special edition. Maybe I'm not sure. Uh, but Dutch bad. Blitz is it does it does look a bit a bit Dutch. Uh, Dutch Blitz is uh, I don't think I even have a video. You already on have a video. Blitz, oh my honestly. gosh! Wow. Really? No, no, no. I just talk about it a lot. It's in my top 10. It's in my top 10 games of all time. Okay, we're going to find it right here, yeah. Uh, because I don't even really show it. That's, that's my top 20 to 11. Anyway, <laughs> I'm talking about Dutch Blitz here. Dutch Blitz is fantastic. All it is is it's mm -hmm. speed solitaire. And so the reason I, the reason I feel uh, it should replace Uno, if you're interested in speed games whatsoever, then that's something that... You should for sure check out. If you're not interested in speed games, I think you can still have a great time with this game. Uh, my parents are are very slow at this game and still love playing <laughs> with me. Uh, it, it's just it's speed solitaire. All it is is you're you're trying to get rid of a small pile of ten cards. You're putting it into the middle where you're counting up from one to ten in a number of different piles. But if I put like the yellow one in the middle. Well, then you can put your yellow two in the middle. And so you're going through your stack over and over and over again. And it gives you that that feeling of matching the cards. It gives you the rush of, oh, I've got that card in my hand. I hope that they change it to, to the suit that I have. They did. Boom. I can play it now. Right. The, the 
ladder climbing element of Uno is the one that I wanted to focus on in terms of this um, uh, the, the similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I absolutely adore this game. It is so, so fun. Uh, it, I've played this game to start a, a game night and then I looked at my watch and it was four in the morning and we started at like 8 a.m. <laughs> it's just like, I can't get enough of this game. It, it, if, if you have not played Dutch Blitz, you owe it to yourself to play. If you are still interested in, in Uno and you like that idea of like putting cards out uh, and, and waiting for the right thing to come along, this one it gives you your own con- more control over that aspect and putting them out into the middle. And so that's why I felt simple card game. I wanted to stick with card games in terms of replacements uh, and not deviate too far away from that. So that's why I put Dutch Blitz on our list. It is our collective number six. Yes. Wait, a- what about life-size? Life-size Dutch Blitz. Have you played that? Oh, with actual Dutch people? <laughs> huge and cards. <laughs> and, and throwing them on piles? I haven't. Yeah. You play it in a giant room and you go running. You have to run and it's awesome. Amazing. It's like your little mini people on the table. It's amazing. That sounds that sounds fantastic to me. Both <laughs> both versions sound nice. fantastic. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Chris, and you are the reason why I, bought, I picked up this game recently. Because all the talk you've you know, talked about it Good. during the show... And it lived up to the hype, my friend. I was literally, the first time I played it, it, you don't play it just once. It's multiple times. And you didn't tell me, it's a workout. You're sweating after all this. I'm like, okay. You're sweating. Yeah. yeah. So I <laughs> yeah. got rid of my treadmill. I'm just, I'm just playing Dutch Blitz all the time now, man. <laughs> That's all you need. It yeah. is the number one workout program uh, across North America as well. <laughs> exactly. Which is something that I think they should put on the box. They should. But they don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Take that, yeah. Uno. You can't uh, make me work out, but Dutch Blitz can. Great choice. <laughs> all right. Let's now, move on. Now, Ruel, before okay. we move yeah, on, should we, we talk about, should we talk about, uh, for, for the viewers who didn't tune into the pre-show, as they know, there's always a pre-show that's happening. Should we talk about the giveaways that we're doing? We should. Uh, Thank right you now. for bringing that up, Chris. Yeah, folks, I, I was so excited to do this list. I just jumped right in and forgot to tell you that we've got a contest going on right now, as Chris mentioned. And uh, you can win yourself two passes to the upcoming PAX Unplugged uh, in uh, uh, Philadelphia uh, this December. And uh, Chris, you want to talk about how viewers can win their very own passes? Yeah, the, uh, all you need to do is be on the lookout for a secret word. Uh, a secret word, and let's say from this point onward, a secret word will appear. Uh, one of us will say it in in the episode and you have to email contest at rado.com uh with the name of the game where it appeared in the episode so if it was in dutch blitz uh you would say it was in dutch blitz on uh, the secret word uh was kind of said in dutch blitz which is what made me uh remember it but that's wow. not going to count you still got to keep on listening for when it happens uh the secret word is going to be shenanigans like the like the shenanigans that were pulled exactly. uh but it's not it, it's not my friend shannon shannon gen so be careful because i like to talk about her a lot uh i do like to mention her she comes up quite often very naturally in conversation and yes. so it's not her make sure you wait for the word shenanigans and then email contest at rada.com and you could win a full full ticket the three-day pass that is the entire event at pax unplugged happening december 1st to the 3rd in philadelphia 
Awesome. Not Thank to be confused with Shinunogans. Yeah. Yes. Shinunogans. Not, or or sh- chicanery. <laughs> chicanery. That's Ooh. right. Yeah. Okay. So, friends, again, contest at run.com. The name of the game um, when Chris or myself says the word shenanigans from this point on. Okay. And why don't we get back uh, to the list? Uh, we are moving on to uh, continue our list of the six games that replace Uno. We're going to pass it on to our friends at uh, Legendary Tactics. Flash, what game would you replace Uno with? Brilliant. Well, this is a hard question because it's got to be a family get building game. It's got to mm-hmm. be simple. Got to be yep. easy to learn. Interactive mechanics. And most importantly, there has to be a little splash of mess with your neighbor mechanics in there. So uh, a number of games crossed my mind. I thought about sequence stacks. I thought about the crew. Mm. I thought about Wizard. Cockroach Poker was up there, yes. really close. Skull came to mind. Love this game, but the mechanics just aren't right. And so I settled on. No thanks. Nice. So nice. this this game's super cool. Um, it's a sequencing game. So in order to reduce your score, you need to put your your cards in a sequence to reduce it. Um, it and it's even simpler than Uno. If you think that's not possible try this game you have a choice on your turn you either put a chit on the card if you don't want it or you take the card and cards are bad you want the lowest score possible so um it's it, you mess with other people because of how you uh set them up to fail essentially and everyone i've played this with has loved it all the people who like uno i think will like no thanks yeah this is a great choice I, this is one of the First, like hobby, I guess games that I, I played a lighter hobby game uh, when I got in the hobby, and immediately I just I love that uh, you know style of oh that tension of do I want to keep pushing, do I want to take those <laughs> chips now, or do I just take the the card? Yeah, fantastic game. It's you know it's sad though I I don't have a copy of this game, and I, I it's because I always play someone else's, but I feel like I need to have this in my collection. So yeah, definitely it's a must have. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really solid. Sorry, I was I wanted to cut in there and say I also love the pick. I was too busy sipping on my friend Shannon's gin. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, really yeah, re- really good choice. I think that's uh, that's really good. That's sweet. I I feel validated. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Chris. Okay. Why don't we move? I, I'm dying here. Uh, NATO. We've got more games that can replace Uno. What is your choice, my friend? All right. Um, there was a bunch that I uh, uh, thought of. Um, Cockroach Poker was actually one of the, the other ones, or Hanabi was another one. Oh, yeah, but in yeah. the end, I went with Monopoly Deal. And Monopoly Deal um, is actually, Flash gave me my copy of that years ago. He's like, trust me, this is, it's good. It's Monopoly, but it's a, it's a card game. And uh, when, it, when, it, when you actually play it, it's actually a really fun variation it, it keeps very true to the monopoly the spirit of monopoly but it plays out it's a full you know card game there's there's some neat strategic choices as to whether you want to play the card for the property or take the, the money value uh to pay rents later and uh and that sort of thing it's a really neat uh neat game um kind of it, it is different than than uno but the complexity level is is uh i would say is is roughly the same maybe slightly more but if you played monopoly you should be fine um it's uh just in terms of collecting the process property sets um but it 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 plays out really well the only thing is that i found i actually played it this summer with uh with my family 
uh, and it, it had been a while and I'd forgotten how small the print is on the card. So there's a lot of very, you know, fine print there, but at least in the edition that I have, uh, but, uh, but it is a really, really great game. And I think it, it replaces Uno. Um, it's just a much better game. It's just much better choices involved. Yeah. Good. Another fantastic choice. I actually, when we're putting together these lists, that was one of my finalists for this. It was either you know going to be my choice that I ended up with or um, Monopoly deal. Because I think it's fantastic that they they were able to take Monopoly, which you know it is a it's a huge uh, game. People still play it, but we all know that it's not our favorite game. But they took the the flavor of Monopoly and distilled it down to this really you know easy to play card game. And uh, any. I used to have a copy of this, but it eventually left my collection. But I remember so many times when someone wanted to play Monopoly, I was like, hey, have you tried Monopoly Deal? And it was always a hit. So a uh, great choice, Nate. Yeah. yeah. Although you do have to overcome, you have to say, look, it's 15 minutes, not 15 hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like the easiest <laughs> sell, right? Hey, do you want to play Monopoly within 20 minutes? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. And then yeah, know, yeah. it would come out. Yeah, yeah fantastic. <laughs> I always find whenever I play Monopoly with my friend, uh, my friend Shannon, she uh, she always goes to jail again. Uh, Shannon's, Every we're always time. like, Shannon's in jail again. Uh, so, you know. But luck, hopefully that wouldn't happen to her in Monopoly deal. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Folks, why don't Just we... classic Shannon. Classic Shannon. Classic why don't we move on? Let's see what else uh, we got on the list here for games that replace Uno. Uh, Cax, um, what you got for us, my friend? Sure, yeah. So uh, when I was thinking about it, I wanted to get a game that was simple, easy to play, um, and uh, card-driven. And I also, uh, so I came up with uh, Five Minute Marvel and uh, from 2018. Uh, it's now it is cooperative, so it does have a, a slightly uh, different kind of twist to it. But uh, it's light. Of course, it plays pretty quick. You you want to get it done in five minutes, uh, and uh, it does add a little complexity to it though, because the uh, the bosses that you fight uh, they each have their own kind of. Uh, you have to vary the winning conditions against each boss to actually defeat it. Uh, there's the the card matching mentality there, where uh, each each minion you fight has to uh, you have to have a certain set of sequence of cards to uh, to defeat it or uh, certain icons. Uh, it's got uh, the bosses actually scale up to, which is kind of a neat twi- a neat uh, extra challenge for it as well, uh, giving it six levels of uh, difficulty. And in the end, uh, it's Marvel. So uh, how, how do you say no to that, really? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. I. I've only played. I played the original five. I, I forget. Was it five minute dungeon? Was the original five minute dungeon? Yeah, yeah, that's the only yeah. one I've played as yeah. well. Yeah, I, and I thought that was a perfectly uh, fun, you know, uh, again lighter game, introductory or family weight game, and I think this is perfect for what we're shooting at, right? Games that replace Uno and with the Marvel theme. Of course, you're going to get you know all kinds of people interested right away. So, um, yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah, great, great call. I'm. I've sat down with my kids with this one, and uh, for the most part, it's dad. Can we play again? You know, and so that's always a winner for me when when I'm getting that answer. I'm like, oh, you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We got to tackle that that boss, right? So it's great. I love that. That's, yeah. that should be like a test for all board games, board games or card games. You know, dad, will we can we play again? That's that's the ultimate yeah. test, right? There. <laughs> yeah. Nice call. Yeah, I only played Five Minute Dungeon for the first time like pretty recently, but I was surprised at like how addictive it was. Like, okay, let's let's go to the next, let's go to the next level. Yep. Let's go to the next yeah. level and just throwing Marvel in there. I know things were getting so like rambunctious around the table, lots of stuff was happening. Um, but and I kept on like I kept on going, ah, oh, I banged my shins again. 
but uh, <laughs> I was getting so into it just on the table. But yeah, but, uh, yeah that, it, it was a oh, really, really, really solid game. <laughs> Chris Fox shape does it for me. Say, you're the best, Chris. Um, we've got another game. Oh, it's my turn. Um, I've got my it's choice your turn. now. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a friend named Shannon, but I do have a wonderful <laughs> game. Now, I'm going to throw this out there, folks. I think the game. Well, I'm going to let you know right now. My pick for the game that should replace Uno is Mantis, and I'm going to go out uh, mm. on a limb here. I'm going to call Mantis the best mass market game that's been produced in the last five years. I think Mantis is wow. absolutely fantastic. Um, it reminds me of a game that came out a few years ago from a Robinsberger called Push, which is a push-your-luck game. But this game adds a little bit of set collection to it. And it's super simple. Here's uh, me and Michelle. We're just playing this on my channel here. You have this deck of cards. And on the cards, the backs of the cards, there's going to be three different colors. And they, uh, you know, for those of us with colorblind uh, issues, they have matching symbols. What you do is you're going to look at those, um, those colors. You're going to choose whether you're going to try to score it in your pile or pass it on, um, steal it from another player's pile. And what you do is look at those colors, you say pass or steal, and if, it, if you bring it to your um, side and you flip it over, if it matches one of your colors on your side, you have won that and you're going to score it. If it if you go to the, your, your opponent's player uh, side and say, hey, I'm going to steal the blue one, you flip it over, it's blue, then you take their blue ones. And it's just a race to 15 cards. It's super simple, but... You know, it, it passes the dad can I play again test because anytime I bring this out, whether it's casual gamers or family or even some hardcore gamers, it's always played a couple of times because it's so quick. It's like a 10 minute game. It works well at two. I think it plays up to five or six. It's fantastic. It's super simple, but super addictive. And it's got the Mantis artist. If anyone, if you all watched or read the comic, The Oatmeal online, it's uh, the same artist, uh, Matthew Inman. He's the one that created this. So I love this game. I think it's it's one of those um, evergreen titles for me where I can take this and play it with such a wide variety of audiences. And that's why it's my choice to replace Uno. And that's Mantis. Nice. Cool. I've never played it. I've never no? played it yeah. before. Oh, yeah. I highly, highly recommend. I think it's from... You know, I'm going to check it right now. I think it's from the Exploding Kittens people. Um, you know, they, they do very lightweight family-style games. Uh, let me see. Mantis is published by yeah, Exploding right. Kittens. All right. So mm. here's a fun fact. Exploding right. Kittens, <clears throat> one of their lead developers is a guy named Eric Lang of Blood Rage mm -hmm. fame. And, you know, he's brought his design sensibilities into this mass market firm. And I think it's working. it's working wonders. And... I, I can't say anything now, but I did get to take a look at some prototypes uh, that I got to see a couple of weeks ago from Eric. That's coming real. That may be coming real soon, and I'm just gonna say they're good. That's it. No, and they're cute. They're cute. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. But yeah, uh, be sure if yeah. you haven't checked it out, folks, check out Mantis uh, from Exploding Kids. I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. And um, yeah, that was your that was your run through that you were doing there. It wasn't that Shay. Was, that, that was that oh, was okay. my run through. Yeah. Yeah, some, sometimes when I look on it, I'm like, oh, Shay's on again. But, uh, <laughs> but okay, I just want to double check that it was Chris, you. You're, you're, all, the, you're the best, my friend. You are the best. Why don't we see <laughs> what Richard's got in store for us, uh, see what his thoughts are on all this stuff that we're doing. Uh, Richard, take it away. Your games that replace Uno. Guys, welcome to the show. Sorry I'm a bit late to the party, but those are excellent choices. Every single one of them. I love them. Chris, 
Of course I knew you were going to put Dutch Blitz on, and there's never been a more appropriate time to do it. But actually, of those five that you've mentioned, my pick would have to be, oh, it's such a brilliant idea to go with um, Five Minute Marvel. Uh, because using cooperative play to bring people in, most people have never even thought of the idea of working together and having fun at the same time. And co-op is what brought me into the hobby, so good choice. I wish I'd thought of it myself. I don't know if you mentioned it, but for people who do not like Marvel superheroes or they've had enough of it, there is an alternate option, which is um, Five Minute Dungeon, the original fantasy version, which I actually covered on the channel, and it's fantastic. Why didn't I think of it? Um, because there can be only one. There can be only Uno. And if you are trying to beat Uno, there is no better way to do it than with For Sale. Uh, the granddaddy of card game auctions. This is this game is perfection. And the reason it works so well is because it's full of universal ideas of buy low, sell high. And buy low is the first half, sell high is the second half. This game is so easy to teach. All you gotta do, sit people down, a shuffle the deck, put out, you know, um, the, uh, whatever the number of players of uh, cards, you know, representing the different mansions, give everybody their starting uh, money, and then say, right, we're bidding for these. You want to get the most valuable collection of houses you can? Let's go. Everybody understands auctions. It's super simple, and you're up and playing just like that. And uh, speaking of playing, man, I couldn't believe there were so many different how-to-play videos for this in so many languages, because this is such a universally loved game. Thank you, uh, Siam Board Games, uh, for this one that I thought showed off the components really, really nicely. Um, yeah. Anyway, though, that's just the first half of the game. Then, once everybody has their hand of, of, of houses they bought and they're feeling good, you then say, right, okay, folks, we're not done yet. Now, you're going to sell high. And you bring out the, uh, you shuffle up and play out the uh, points cards or the money cards. Everybody makes now a uh, closed bid, and high bidder makes the most money, lowest bidder makes the less money, and just it. That's it. Instantly. And yet, the game is so full of tension. It makes really memorable stories as People laugh as they miss out. There's all kinds of head games going on because you kind of remember what other people bought. Have they already used their big one? It's absolutely brilliant, and it's just that easy to teach. And I guarantee, after you've done it, people are going to say, shuffle them up. We're going again. Uh, because it has stood the test of times. Again, this game is just about perfection. And people will, after playing this, say, what? Uno? Why would we ever play that again? Again, thanks to Siam Board Games for it. Uh, the great real video here. One more thing I should add, too. This game can grow with you. After you've gotten it, and all your friends love it, and you've played it a lot, if you're looking to take it to the next level, uh, there was a recently released expansion for it called For Sale Advisors. And the beautiful thing about this is, I mean, it makes the game much more crunchy because it brings in a third phase where we're also bidding on personal advisors for our real estate empire, and they bring in special player powers as well. I would not recommend anybody start with this, but it is available so the game can grow with your group. And the other thing, Advisors also introduces two-player gameplay as well. So it broadens the for sale. It's just, it's perfect. Of course, of course it has to be for sale. Do you disagree, folks? Let us know down in the comments who chose the correct um, Uno replacement. Okay, guys, back to you. Yeah, that was also on my short list of games. I love for sale. I think Richard nailed it. It is one of those games. Again, we were just talking about, does it pass the dad test? It absolutely passed the dad test. I play it. I always I want to continue playing it. It's so good. And um, I got it early on in my journey into modern board gaming. And it's, it's withstood the test of time, as Richard said. Um, 
thoughts on for sale? Have y'all played it, or if not, um, would you want? I have to play not. It? No, no I, I don't think Nato's so. A, Nato needs to play it. He's a financial advisor, and yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Buy low, sell high. The that's true. That's the name yeah, of exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I haven't played it either. It's very, I feel oh. like it's one of those things where I see it a bunch, but I'm like, you know, yeah. buy low, sell high. What other shenanigans do you want to get up to? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, it's, it's just yeah, and it is. It, it really is that simple to teach, right? I mean, everyone sort of knows that. Hey, I'm gonna buy at this certain price and in the next round i'm going to hopefully sell for the most money it's a really simple concept and simple gameplay but those are the six games folks that um we chose to replace uno we're not done yet though be sure to uh click on the links below and you're going to find us doing another list with our friends from legendary tactics where we pick the six games that replace Catan or Catan or Catan. We're, we're going to say, we're going <laughs> to pronounce it right. I hope. But uh, on behalf of Chris and the legendary taxes crew, thanks for watching. You've been watching the R and R show. We'll see you later. Take care and bye-bye. And hello, we are back. So we've recorded six games that replace Uno. We're going to reset some things here. Uh, Cax, Flash, Nato, how are y'all feeling? How you doing? Are you ready to do another list with us? Absolutely. Uh, big time. Let's go. Yeah, cool. This is a really, this is an unfair question to say what game replaces because there's no games that are just exactly like Catan. So, right, hard question. Yeah, yeah, definitely a tough question. Um, Let me see. Let me get the videos set up. The what what, are there? Are there any other um, sort of uh, shout outs for Uno that didn't get on the list? One that I was contemplating as well that my girlfriend was like, "Oh, you should put this one in." Was Six Nymphed in terms of just like in terms of simple card game, like screwing over your your neighbor potentially yeah. by setting up the the runs and that sort of stuff i think that's uh, that's a good choice i one of mine my honorable mention was going to be love letter uh just because how simple it is and you know draw a yeah. card play a card draw a card play a card super simple yeah and if you want to level up love letter coup is is the next step from there yep exactly oh, yeah. yep yeah that's a great pick i have you guys tried hidden leaders i have not no, no. but it looks good that, it looks like a new a, one. it's yeah so it's way more complicated than Uno. That's why I leaned away from it. But mm-hmm. uh, fun little game, small little box. Yeah, thematically, it's pretty cool. Nice. It looks like Veiled Fate Light. If, Ooh, if, like Ivy Fate. Studios. It, like I found a lot Fate. of similarities, I think, between like... What, I haven't played Hidden Leaders, but I've read the rule book. And uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the... Uh, As you do. A, it was on kickstarter in the past couple of years so yeah i've read the rule book um, and, and, and so, another rule book yeah 100 <laughs> yeah, i don't know if are do you guys also have like just rule books on your nightstand because i literally have like four on my nightstand <laughs> right now and i have not played any of the games but i've read all four rule books um but Nice. <laughs> no, that's NATO. We we just NATO. have NATO yeah. on the next. Yeah. Yeah. If we have a question, we just ask them. Oh, NATO. <laughs> Some in the chat. Uh, Scott O'Brien says, "Love letter, Fantasy Realms, the game, the mind, Skull King, oh. Millie Born is Scout, Born, yeah, Born. Yeah, good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I feel like okay. Yeah, I was I was in I was in Millie Fiore. That was in the, yeah. moment, like the next line. I was like, oh no, that's not it. Uh, I, I feel like <laughs> Millbourne is like a Canadian thing. Is that really is is Millbourne huge? Because I know here in the states, I felt like it wasn't like that big of a game. Like I I learned it from a comedian or a Canadian friend of mine, actually a comedian friend also. <laughs> um, uh, Millbourne uh, is was that a game growing up uh, for all y'all or no? not for me? Not for okay. me. No, yeah. I played cribbage. 
Ribbage. Yes. And some yeah. crokinole. Oh, yeah. Crokinole. 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 Ever. That is the greatest yes. thing ever. Great. <laughs> Nothing even comes close. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Y'all had me a crokinole. Love it. <laughs> okay. Um, let me get this. So we're taking our quick break here. Folks in chat, thank you again for hanging out. Uh, we are mm -hmm. recording not one but two lists today. Um, Chris, by the way, nice save uh, for the uh, contest, man. I appreciate that. I totally just... <laughs> it just yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, it was, it's because it's because uh, Flash said uh, said about the no, that's some shenanigans. I was like, that is, and that yes. awesome. like, we have to talk. Yeah. About so thank you, Flash, for reminding me this that. section of the video. Yeah, as well. Okay. Um, Goblin says, says there a new my... secret word, or is that it? I was. I mean, I don't know how much more milk I can I can squeeze out of this. I'm gonna need you in chat to help out. Like uh, most of those are credit to chat, really. Yeah, I uh, think that's. I think that's it. I thought I just give away so the, the one. Either I don't know if it's a. I think it's a pair of tickets. Shoot, I, I we're good. We're good on the t contest. We're just gonna do this approach. This is a normal show. And uh, and uh, oh, okay, cool. So yeah. it's just a contest, and I thought there was two contests. So then, therefore, it would be two, one for each. Oh, but I guess if you want to, you want to go with someone. Yeah, that's also nice. Yeah. You can go with the winner from uh, Catan. Catan. What? <laughs> what did we do last time? Two weeks ago, we did the show, Chris. It was you. I don't remember my own name back then. I think it was different. Yeah. Oh man. Let me see. I think you should. Okay. Uh, Andrew Scott says you should do one for each. So we will do another one for this show. Great. Um, Thanks, Andrew Scott. Thank you, Andrew Scott. Uh, should we do shenanigans again? Since or are you? Or is done? it a different? Or are you just over that, Chris. Yeah. I don't know. What is, what does chat want? Chat. What do y'all think is a good word? Let's see. We'll give him a second to ah. respond. I will make sure. Oh yeah. What about there's Mobley? a delay. Mobley's a good word. Nah, Mobley? I don't think so. <laughs> you really do too much of that. It's not even a real word. <laughs> it's just made up, kind of like mobile. You know, it used to be the Omis. It's actually from uh, from a, from a stage show, like the Yoga Ohm. And then when uh, they got it to be a uh, a film show, then it got changed to Mobley's because then it was it was started in the states, and then it came to Canada to do the to do the oh, film. Wow! Oh, cool. The more you mob. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, legend as secret word. Okay. I know. I'm just worried that if we say legendary tactics, it could, it could, That's, it could, yes, yeah, it could be a conflict. Like there. I was thinking like you can't do, you can't do yeah. flash. You can't do right. Like yes. that sort of stuff. Um, uh, shenanigans make Chris think you can do shenanigans <laughs> again. Let's just do shenanigans. again. Okay. We'll do shenanigans. So, uh, folks, again, you all watch Honestly, live. I haven't been listening to anything you all have been saying. I've just been like, sh shim, ham, hindrance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So it's not going to be as good as last time. I need to chat. You got it. Yeah, chat, chat help, help us out. out as we go here. Help us out. Um, and then, so, Chris, I'll be sure to mention the contest first thing uh, when we uh, start recording. And then Great, I'm already, we are I'm already going with the same order. Let me make sure we've got uh, Chris lean things off, Flash, Cax, Nato, myself, and then Richard, and then we'll wrap, and that'll be it. Then we'll do a post show for a few minutes and let y'all uh, get back to your days here. So, thank you, friends, for watching, and thanks to Legendary Tactics for hanging out with us. And let's get ready to record. Um, and sixteen is replace Catan, Catan, and. Y'all ready to go? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah.
That's the spirit. Hey everybody, today on the Ronald Runs Through Show, nope, that's not that's not what we're doing. We are doing the R and R show. Okay. Hey friends, and welcome to the R and R and R show, episode seventy-three. I'm Ruel Gaviola, joined as always by my with my co-host Chris George. Chris, how the heck are you? I'm fantastic, and I'll say the exact same thing that we did in the last episode with our friends over here. It's not the R and R and R show; it's the R and R and R and R and R and R and R show because we've got the crew from Legendary Tactics here, Cax, NATO, and Flash across your screen in that order. Thank you all for joining us, and if you haven't checked out Legendary Tactics, you should, because the amount of work that they put into their videos is beyond compare and beyond anything else on YouTube, and I've only seen glimpses of it, and I'm already tired by all of the amount of editing (laughs) that I know goes into it. Uh, So really, like, they make great stuff. Welcome to the show. I mean, this is, and if you haven't seen it, we did one of these uh, called Top Six Games That Replace Uno where we had the crew on as well, which you, you should go and check out. But this one is not that. This is the top six games that replace Catan. Yes. We appreciate being here. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, as we see, uh, NATO and Kex, y'all are very cozy right now. You've got the cozy. We are very cozy. <laughs> so thank you for making this happen. Uh, this is not the first video. This is your second video with us uh, doing this. So we appreciate you hanging in there uh, in the cozy confines of the studio. Yeah. Um, That's how you know that they're a real friend group. If you yeah. Yeah. We have a free show. Yeah. We have a free show where they're talking about like they want to do some of these friends. Uh, but that's how you know the true friendship is because they've been cuddled up so nicely for the the single screen. Yeah, Yeah. as the saying goes, sharing is caring. Okay, so speaking of sharing, why don't we share some tickets to PAX Unplugged, uh, Chris? Now, we did this for the previous uh, video. Folks, again, click the show notes below for the link to our six games that replace Uno. Um, We're going to give you another shot to win a pass to PAX Unplugged. Happening in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, this December 1st through 3rd. Uh, Chris, how can uh, people win their very own pass? Well, in order to win, you have to keep your ears tuned to the television screens. And a secret word is going to pop up. And we're going to tell you that secret word right now. The secret word is shenanigans. Uh, So when you hear either myself or Ruel say the word shenanigans, you have to mark down which game it was said in. So, for example, my game is going to be number six. I have a game that replaces Catan. If I happen to say shenanigans in that segment, which I'm absolutely not going to do because it's the first one, and why would I make it that easy? Uh, you can send <laughs> it in to contest at rado.com. You have to get the correct segment, so make sure you're keeping your ears peeled and make sure I'm not just talking about my good friend Shannon's grand and because she she loves making tea and 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 she's she's a she's a she's close to my heart. Okay, she's a sweet lady, and maybe you can take uh, Shannon's grand too. Packs unplugged, or you might see her there uh, crossing the street. So, I, I hope I uh, yeah, keep your eyes, keep your ears peeled for shenanigans. I almost, I didn't even know what it was uh, when <laughs> I said we, it just then. For shenanigans, that'll happen at some point. Yes, we shan't do it again. Exactly. We shan't do it again. Can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. It has to be shenanigans. 
Yeah. All right. Great. So again, uh, the name of the game, um, when one of us says that word, you'll t uh, send that to an, in an email to contest at rondo.com. And uh, good luck, everybody. We are talking today about the games that replace Catan or Catan or Catan, uh, if you will. Um, this is a game that a lot of us have, you know, entered the hobby through. It is called a gateway or introductory game. But we feel like there are plenty of other games out there that are even better um, at then Catan. So why don't we kick things off? Uh, Chris, uh, you're the man. Let, let's get this thing going, my friend. Well, thank you. It's been a while since someone's called me the man and it, it just, I feel great. <laughs> um, yeah, let's kick it off. Uh, I, I, I love, I love Catan. I absolutely love Catan. I still do. It was the game that got me into the hobby. It was the game that my friend introduced me to and, I said, oh my goodness gracious, this is what board gaming can accomplish. And so when I was thinking about this, and I did kind of a, a video on my channel like a year ago, kind of along the similar uh, lines of what to play after Catan, I, I like to think about it in terms of what I like from Catan and what made it so innovative and novel to me. And so I wanted to focus on the negotiation aspect of it mm -hmm. uh, in terms of taking a game where if you talk long enough, you can wheel and deal your way into that. I'll trade you a sheep for two wheat and a wood for some inexplicable reason, but it happened and it's the best feeling ever. Uh, and so, so I, I, the game that I love that uh, my, my girlfriend Renee also loves is a game that is pure negotiation. And that is Chinatown. Uh, Chinatown is the one that I would, I would bring forward in terms of if you love that negotiation aspect of Catan, like if you don't, if you like to sit in silence while you play your game of Catan, then this does not replace this and it won't for you. Uh, but if you like to just run your mouth with your friends and try to get that positioning on the board, uh, Chinatown is, is just a, a really, really good game. You're going to be getting these lots where you get to choose which lots you're going to keep and then anything can be traded. Anything can be traded whatsoever. And I love a game that gives you that sort of free form trading, which is what I also really love about, about Catan. I've, I've come up with some really fun trades in Catan that, uh, that have, have resonated with me or have like become staples in my game group, etc. And uh, Chinatown gives me that same exciting feeling of trading lots, trading things to put in those lots, or trading an, a space with a lot already on it just for money. And so whatever you have, you get money at the end of a round, at the end of six rounds, you win. It's uh, If you love negotiation, this is like a pure negotiation game and uh, it's super fun and I like it a lot. So that's why Chinatown is our collective number six. Very nice. Yeah, I've, I've not played Chinatown yet, but I know its reputation and um, I've always wanted to play. Chris, does this... How does this, does this play it two, or do you have to have a minimum of three players? Or more? No, you have to have a minimum of three. You okay. can't really play it at two, and I wouldn't play it at three. Honestly, it's three okay. to five. I'd okay. play it at like four to five. Uh, three, three is fine, but like there isn't enough chaos going on around the table. Mm. Um, you want something where 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 if you turn down a deal, you don't just go, well, what about you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you want something where there's a bit more chaos. I like it the best at five because. It's right. it's less easy to keep track of everything, and then it's less easy to just kind of math it out, which it can also potentially suffer from. So nice, awesome. Uh, yeah, our friends from Legendary sorts Tactics. Of... Any thoughts, um, whether or not you played or not? Um, how does how does it seem? I've heard amazing things about Chinatown. I have yet to try it though. I read it's on my list. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, the reason we're here in... is to hear about games like this. So we appreciate yeah. the uh, the suggestion. Awesome. Chris, is it still in print? It was out of print for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was out of print for a while. But I think I think Z Man Games put out a, another print run recently. I oh, know good. it was available at at four hundred one games uh pretty yes. recently yeah uh which i'll i'll just double check it right now to see if there's any still there because that's yeah, kind of interesting i assume Actually, most of our local store since we're all kind of in the yeah, area we're all in the area right um you I'm have, glad to, you have that. to check out day and jays in uh, kitchener waterloo though yeah <laughs> i'm actually glad you brought oh, yeah, that up. yeah yeah i've uh, heard really good things i'm glad yeah. you brought that up nato because um as i was doing my research for our um essence spiel episode i found this game that looks really interesting this re-implements chinatown it's now called waterfall park um so oh. this is the new version of uh chinatown it is being oh, published cool. by repos production uh based off there i believe in the in europe and i mean look at this i mean it looks beautiful i mean this yeah is it just a re-theming though I believe Seems it is. like it, yeah. Yeah, I believe it's just a retheming. It does say re-implements Chinatown. Now, this also says three to five players, so I'm assuming it's it's the same thing. But yeah, um, yeah, folks, if you want to know more about this game, go over to my channel because I'm going to be talking about it on, on a uh, list real soon here, and I think nice. Richard may have talked about it already. But uh, yeah, Waterfall cool. Park re-implements uh, Chinatown. Nice, oh, great. Cool. great, brilliant. Okay. Uh, why don't we uh, continue on here? Uh, Flash, you've got the next one that's going to replace Catan. What you got for us? Right on. Well, I had a different experience with with this game because I wanted it to be my gateway game. I bought it back in, what did it come in, 94, something like that. And yeah. and it just wasn't that game for me. So um, recently I've enjoyed it more with family, but there's better games. And so the, the game I've chosen, I would say, is Catan Adjacent. Uh, because Catan is a game all of its own, there really aren't any other games that are just like it, uh, that we need to think about what's a game that's better than Catan that people who play Catan would like, doesn't overstay its welcome, there has to be player-to-player interaction, and it needs to be one that can uh, stick with a gaming table for a long time. So, And I I think most importantly for me, it can't have a square or rectangular board. Sorry, Chris, about your your pick there, but... uh, No, no, that's (laughs) fair. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, that was the defining feature for me with this game. So I thought about Seven Wonders, doesn't really have a board. Viticulture, Seventh Continent, Scythe, Tiny Epic Games, Puerto Rico 1879, which is just new this year, Machi Coro. But I decided on Spirit Island 2017. Wow. So thematically... Nice. It's almost anti-Catan, so uh, your <laughs> your goal is not to welcome and settle and build, but to drive the settlers away from the island. And rather than building settlements, you're destroying them. And uh, but like like Catan, you're, I mean, there are settlements, there's cities. Uh, the invaders are spreading across the map, and the spirits are also spreading their spirit. So the mechanics I would concede are very very different. So this is a cooperative game. You've got variable player powers, simultaneous action selection. So um, very different, but both are strategy games. I think both appeal to the same kind of gamer, uh, albeit Spirit Island would be maybe next level after Catan, which I think is a logical progression. Once you've you've got your fix of Catan, you're ready for something a little more meaty. Um, it does mildly have a modular board. You can see in the image there, um, depending on the player count, you have sort of different shapes. But uh, and yeah, you build your engine up. Get power your spirit up, and I'd say it's about the same length as Catan. So why should it replace Catan? Well, because it gets rid of the dice, and you've also got, Chris, you'll love it, some resource bartering. Or, well, sorry, <laughs> no, you get rid of the resource bartering. Sorry. My yeah. bad. You won't you won't love it. You'll hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. What I, do you guys think about Spirit Island? You like this one? 
I I just like that you kick all those colonizers off the spirits land again, which yeah. uh, which feels good to me. Yeah, uh, definitely. I love, love how they flip the script on the theme. But yeah, to go from Catan to Spirit Island, that's a pretty big leap. I mean, you're going from you know rolling dice to like, hey, this is really for a, a cooperative game too, which I think is a good choice. Uh, you know, moving on, if you're going to go to like a, a deeper, crunchier game like Spirit Island, I think making it a co-op helps because then the more experienced players can easily you know sort of guide um, the less experienced players. Um, at least that's experience yeah. You have I've to had. choose some of the early easy spirits as yep. well for exactly. the new gamers. New gamers, yeah. yeah. Agreed. But yeah, Spirit Line, oh, it's so good. It is a fantastic game. Great choice. Um, let us move on. Cax, uh, you've got the next uh, call for our games that replace Catan. Yeah, so for me, uh, one of the things that really struck me about Catan was its uh, modular board and the idea of the board ever-changing every time you played it. And I, I, and I can remember being just awestruck and just really thought what, how, what a clever idea that was. And so uh, when I was thinking of games, that was one that was sort of front of mind. And the game I came up with was uh, Cascadia from 2021. Yes. And I really, really was struck by this game. It does the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's the modular board. Um, you've got, uh, you know, you're picking tiles. You're, the board is always changing. Every game is totally different. Um, I, I do like, actually, as well, that Cascadia adds in uh, things that are like, it adds sort of challenges that you can you can kind of attempt uh, in, in the actual rules manual there. So you can go through and try and, uh, you know, hit certain benchmarks and see if you can uh, accomplish different goals. Uh, it's uh, it doesn't have the resource bartering uh, of uh, of Catan, but uh, it uh, I, I would as far as the difficulty level I would put it on par with Catan, and uh, it certainly doesn't overstay its welcome in in game length, which uh, Catan also hits that uh, that benchmark. So for me, Cascadia twenty 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 one is just uh, that's an easy no brainer. Yeah, I for me personally, this is my game of the year twenty twenty one. I love Cascadia. Ooh. And uh, my wife and I uh, played a ton of games. And what's cool is I think this might be one of the first games that we've talked about on this list and also in our um, uh, companion list, uh, companion list, Uno, where you can play this solo. I, I love the solo game of Cascadia. Um, it's very easy to implement, and it gives you the feel of Cascadia without having to need any other humans around. You can just uh, play it by yourself. But uh, yeah, I, uh, great, great, Pesky great humans. Choice. Yeah, great choice, Cax. Um, any thoughts well, on fun. Cascadia? Uh, have we all played it? Or if not, are you interested in playing it? Yep, I've I've played it uh, with with Cax many yeah. times. Played it, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's a really um, it's a you know, I think it's it's one of those games that almost is greater than the sum of its parts. Because if you look at it just as a, as a game initially, you're like, oh, this is whatever. It's going to be, you know, light little game, whatever. But there's a lot of thinking that goes into your choices. And it's it's got a lot to it, actually. It's, you know, without being too heavy, without, you know, uh, you know, and, and if you played Catan, you, yeah, you can absolutely pick up Cascadia and, and do well. Yeah. Another great gateway game. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree 100 yeah. percent It's it's really it, it really is easy to to pick up. If you if you've never played a game before, if you've only played a Catan, this is uh slots in really easily um with you know inexperienced gamers or casual gamers. Um yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm still waiting for when they add in the sixth animal, the otter expansion. Wait, no, that was a different secret word. That's a different secret word. Oh shoot. Okay, I'll get it next time. I'll get it next time. Oh, folks, that's a flashback. Go ahead and check out the the uh, episode a couple of weeks ago, and you'll see what Chris is talking about. It's so great. Chris is. The so you want to see it again at the table? Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd love Definitely. to see see that see man again. That, uh, 
<laughs> I love it. Um, let's move on to the next pick uh, from NATO. It is up to you. Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, my pick is um, one that may be a little more obscure. Uh, I'm not sure how I, how how big this actually got uh, in terms of the splash that it made at the time. But um, I looked at uh, I looked at some games that I thought were aesthetically very kind of similar, like Terra Mystica. Uh, has uh, maybe some common aesthetic uh, elements, building kind of the cities and the and the towns and that sort of thing. Um, arguably, games like Concordia might have uh, some some uh, connection there. But ultimately, I, I decided to go with Deus. Now, this is a this is a game that's about ten years old, and again, I'm not sure how much of a splash it it made at the at, at the time because it was a game that I got that was. You know, towards um, I guess you could say towards uh, the beginning of my re-entry into the hobby, um, but it does have the modular board and it does have the you know you're building up the the you know the the infrastructure and that sort of thing. Um, but it has uh, it's it's much more of a of a you know competitive game. There isn't resource trading, but there is a sort of a uh, resource building aspect to it, which I thought uh, uh, kind of ties in, and and you can almost see some aesthetic uh, comparisons there uh in the look um but it plays it plays very differently and uh and it's a really good challenge i don't think rules wise it's going to be that much harder to learn it's hard to play well maybe but it's not hard to actually learn the game um and uh, once you kind of get into the swing of it it's it's a really really interesting uh game to play it's just got a lot a lot of really neat uh mechanics and again doesn't overstay its welcome and, uh, and and well worth a look anyway if uh, if you can. I don't know. Have you guys have you guys tried Deus? Have you heard of Deus? Is it? Yeah, I own Deus. It's on my shelf over there. Well, I think good. it's great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I have not played yeah. it yet, but I know. Yeah, it's got this really great reputation. Um, and I don't know why. I just I think it's one of those games where I just always miss out at game night. It's always like at the other table, and mm-hmm. it's like oh, yeah, I started or whatever. But I know that people rave about. It. I think isn't the designer the same one, same gentleman that did like Twa or something or one of those? Uh, was it Black Angel? I'm not sure. I forget. Uh, man, we should look this up. <laughs> yeah, sure it well, I know it was. Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, he did tro- Troyes or yeah, Troy or Troy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sebastian yeah. Du- Dujardin, I-, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he did that. Yeah, oh man, he's got some. He did Lofoten, which we actually did a run through on the channel before, and uh, he's done some big games. Black Angel, oh my gosh, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah, and so. Deus is. I think it's it's just it has the air of something of a like a classic of the genre mm-hmm. in many yeah. ways. It's just the way it. The way, it's just a very elegant design. Um, everything fits together, and it's it's uh, it's a game I lose often, especially to CAX, but I still enjoy it. And that, that's my my uh, my ta- my best thing I could say about it. Nice. Um, that even even when you lose, you still ah, you know what? May I'll get you next time. Yeah. Again, a, a great uh, you know a, a great litmus test, right? Is it a, will you play it again, even though you're, you're, uh, you always lose at it or bad at it. That's, I have a, I have a yeah. ton of games like that in my collection. I'm terrible yeah. at them, but I still love them. We'll call it yeah, the loser test. We got the loser test. test. Yes, and the loser test. That's my nickname in high school. 
<laughs> no, oh, poor Chris. <laughs> no, De- Deus is is really solid. Though. I feel like it's a real underrated gem too. It, it's probably f- yeah. hard to find a copy of it now, though, because I think Pearl yeah. Games was producing it, and I don't think yeah. they're around anymore. Right. And so, yeah. like, it's one that I like hope gets revived down the line. Like, I love the the action efficiency. I love that you have to you you want to strategically go into building just like one type of building there's like five different types of buildings yes but but it also encourages you to like spread that out uh because if you build just one then it, you chain your engine every time yeah. uh, but if you build like all across then you can build these super powerful end game monuments but you need one of everything to build like yes. your your first or second monument it's just like it's really cool i love i love the boats only go on the sea and you get your armies running around the land uh, yeah yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So it has a lot really of the good. same thematic elements as Catan. It's just handled differently. You know, you have the armies. You you're kind of chaining the you know not a road exactly, but you're you know you're building buildings and building. Yeah, because you have to build buildings. orthogonal to your to yourself, right? Yeah, like, you do in order to yeah. spread out. So like yeah. getting that sort of like road factor in yeah. there. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was All trying right. to I was trying to tie it in with my favorite documentary, uh, Sea Land and Ham, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't figure out a good tie. So here we are. There you go. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, thank you, friends. Why don't we move on? It is uh, is it time for me? It is time for me. Time for um, you. Yeah. It, this the game that I've chosen is one. Now I looked at it like this. I wanted something. If I'm going to replace Catan. I want something with dice in it. I'm not going to get rid of the dice. I'm going to keep the dice. I'm going to keep the resources. I'm going to keep it a lighter game that it's really easy to uh, get to the table. And that's why I chose for our collective list, Stone Age. Uh, This is probably, I think this might have been my very first worker placement game that I played. And I knew right then and there that I like worker placement. I like putting little workers out there to collect resources and do stuff. And Stone Age is the perfect way to introduce that mechanism of people. Um, especially if you've just gotten, you know, gotten your fill of Catan, why don't you move on over? You can still roll dice. In fact, you're going to roll a bunch of dice, uh, depending on how many workers you have, to get those resources. You're going to flip those resources to get tech cards or, you know, the, the cards that score you points or uh, whatnot. And, you know, like any good Euro game, you've got to feed your people. So at the end of the round, if you don't have enough uh, farming or food, uh, people are going to starve and you're going to lose points. Um, but <laughs> thankfully, you can use your resources. I always like to say, you know, my people are eating wood sandwiches. But, you know, it's uh, in the theme of the game, you're like trading wood for food or whatever. But um, And in keeping with Catan, if I'm perfectly honest, so I love this game. I still have it. But keeping it with the Catan theme... This does state overstates welcome a little bit. If this game could be narrowed down a little bit by about twenty minutes or so, because it usually goes on over an hour, and by then it's like, okay, we, you know, I love the game, but it's a little bit, uh, it's a little repetitive. But it's still a game that I bring out every so often. If no, if the people at the table have never played a worker placement game, and especially if their experience is mainly with just Catan, then we're bringing in this because it has a little bit more going on. Um, there's no direct trading, uh, but there is a lot of uh, interaction, like trying to, you know, hose each other out of certain spots. You know, you teach that whole, hey, I'm going to deny you the spot by uh, putting my worker there. Ha ha. Uh, welcome to the wonderful world of uh, worker placement. So that's why my choice is Stone Age. I, it's, I'm still a fan of this game, folks, and I think it's a, a really good one to replace Catan with. Thoughts from my friends here, Legendary Tactics or Chris yourself. Yeah, what's worse, um, imaginary people starving or you losing points? 
Um, <laughs> losing What's, points, probably. I I'm losing, losing points, points, but I guess the starving thing. We'll go with that. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely almost a tie. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, I, I love Stonish because there's always those moments. We, we always crack up. You know, whenever I play, it's always, okay, if you can't feed your people, you can you know, use resources. And people are like, oh, so you're making me feed people gold bars? I'm like, well, think of it like, you know, they're just gold sandwiches. Or yeah. Something. How do how do you think gold how do you think the pirates get their gold tea? There you go. <laughs> yes. It's because they have one too many delicious gold bar sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think it's uh, to me it's still one of the best, if not best, uh introductory worker placement games. Uh there are others like um, I like using like Raiders of the North Sea, I think is a wonderful one as well. But I picked Stone Age just because it does have the dice. And yeah, it, it, you have that luck factor. But, you know, coming from Catan, like, hey, I've got more dice. That's even that's just as fun, if not funner, because there's more to roll and get resources with. So I, I love that yeah. the game came out in 2008, but it took until 2017 to win the Hungarian Board Game Award. <laughs> Did it really? <laughs> they weren't sure. That's a fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think really? About Nine it. years? Yeah, they have they have a long jury process over there in, in Hungary. Wow, they get up to plenty of shenanigans, but uh, eventually they decide. Yeah, on I think they were thinking about giving it the award like in 2010, but they were like, you know, let's give it another seven years just to make yeah, sure. just, yeah. just, just to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want a couple of thousand more plays before I give it the award. It's like, it's like we don't want to get this wrong. We, yeah. we want to have another debacle yeah. when we. Gave it to Monopoly. Yeah, I think it took them like 500 years to nominate Backgammon, uh, but they finally yeah. gave it to Backgammon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's go see what Richard's got uh, for us as far as his choice to uh, replace Catan. All right, all right, all right. Excellent choices, everybody. Um, I'm about to tell you mine, but first of all, folks, I'm assuming Flash mentioned this, but I mean, geez, Spirit Island thematically makes perfect sense just to turn the tables but oh my gosh that is got to be one of the heaviest crunchiest scariest games out there so at the very least if you're going to take his advice please do not start with spirit island but instead horizons of spirit island which while it's still just as big and crunchy does everything it can to make the game a little bit more approachable and streamlined i love the idea i love the ambition you do scare me flash um oh also also uh, in case chris didn't mention it. Yeah, uh, Chinatown is an excellent choice. Maybe the best choice of all of them. But what's really, really cool is you um, have a new option. Uh, recently, Waterfall Park just came out, which is a re-implementation of uh, Chinatown in a cool, more fanciful, beautiful-looking uh, waterfall-based kingdom with water slides all over the place. It looks absolutely gorgeous, and I think it's going to get a lot of people excited about Chinatown all over again. It just looks absolutely stunning. Now, what was my choice? Well, again, all of your choices were great, and I think kind of, uh, if you put them in front of a Catan player, they'd say, oh, okay, I get it. What are we doing here? I decided to buck the trend and go in a very unexpected direction. My choice is my farm shop. 
because I really well, there's a lot of different ways you could go with Catan. Um, you know, leaning into the the uh, the trading aspect. You know, leading into the uh, building roads and cities aspect. But to me, what makes Catan memorable more than anything else is that kind of slot machine style thing of Hey, these are where I built my houses. We roll the dice, and yeah, I get a payday and whatnot. And then boom, the robber moves. And I hate all that stuff. Can't stand that stuff. Catan, not my favorite at all. But I understand why it's such a great gateway. To me, again, that um, slot machine, yes, I got what I wanted. That I wanted to show people, look, there are other ways you can get that dopamine rush. And of course, folks know, uh, Machi Koro spawned a whole subgenre of games inspired by the uh, dice rolling of Catan and just taking out the board, saying, hey, you know what? You can still build something big and meaningful, um, but it's more localized to you. So you don't have to worry about other people cutting each other off and being cutthroat and all of that. And while Machi Koro was a great game for its time, it has been so eclipsed by so many different games. And as far as I'm concerned, my farm shop is the best of all of them. Um, It's immediately approachable. I think if people enjoyed the setting of Catan, they would enjoy this too. A uh, very warm, open, hey, everybody's got their farm. They are trying to grow produce to sell it to make points. And every round, uh, see, now you don't roll two dice, you roll three dice. Um, Whoever's the lead die roller rolls the three dice, uses one of those dice to grab a new card and add it to their farm, thereby reprogramming it, uh, which is an excellent, excellent mechanism that really takes things to the next level because you're constantly expanding your horizons, not by building roads, but by making a more powerful farm, looking for combos between these cards. And then the trick is, the other two dice that weren't um, used by the lead player everybody uses those dice to activate whatever um, space is appropriate on their farm shop. And the beautiful thing is, unlike some other games where, hey, and Catan itself where, oh, you know, sometimes the dice just don't go your way and you get nothing while you sit back and watch other people get things. In this game, everybody gets something every round. And so it's much more satisfying. It's much more fast moving. And it's just more fun all around. There's more interesting decisions to make with the dice. There's more interesting decisions to make as you upgrade your own personal farm. And the other thing I love about it too is it starts out simple. The basic rules are, I mean, if anything, even a little bit more approachable than Catan, but the game comes with three additional modules built in. So as you play it more and more, you don't have to go out and buy expansions like Catan. They're built into the box. You can turn on the, um, you know, the, the special power cards. You can turn on the, um, I mean, there's three different ones you can add. And I'm, if you turn all three on, this game gets crunchy. This game becomes something that me and Jen, old grizzled board game geeks, still love. So this game just works for everybody, and I love it to pieces. It's my favorite of the Machi Koro by way of Settlers of Catan-inspired roll dice and rake in the big rewards every round. It's my farm shop. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Back to you guys. Wow, my farm shop. I have not played this game. I have heard many, many good things about it. And the one thing I want to point out that Richard said, I really like games that, you know, you're never just sitting around. There's not a lot of downtime, right? There's, you know, when someone gets resources, you get resources. You get to do a follow action or whatever. I always appreciate that in game designs. And um, that's why I would love to play my farm shop ASAP one of these days. Yeah, that's good. Well, 
Catan does have that going for it with the negotiation. There's always yep. at least yep. a conversation going every every turn. That's right. You know, the actual turn move is pretty quick, but then uh, you've got to have a chit chat with everybody and see where things are at. Exactly. The, so, the hard yeah, part with board yeah, gaming yeah. is that you wonder when your collection like reaches its apex or, you know, like at what point do you like, this is a game from 2020 and maybe it's time to freshen up the collection or are you happy going back to the vault to these old games? Right. So I love hearing these new suggestions where you really focus on a game and just to, to give it a shot. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's a great point. Like, you know, how yeah. long do the, I mean, these days, you know, the classics, they can change from one year to the next. I feel like there's always, you know, something new coming in. It's like, Oh, does this really replace that or this? Or so we have a lot more choices now than we did say 10, 20 years oh, ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but at least, at least if you never want to share Catan again, well then you, you have these <laughs> six options. Exactly. <laughs> and there they are. Um, I want to thank our friends from legendary tactics uh, for joining us folks. Did you know we do an extended version of this show where we got to talk all kinds of stuff? And so be sure to click the links below because you get to know the Legendary Tactics crew in depth. We yeah. ask them all the hard-hitting really questions. Should. Chris really got to the you know heart of who these uh, guys are. Um, I want to thank them again for joining. But here, don't forget, did you get the secret word, folks? Did you hear one of us, me or Chris, say the word? Well, you know what? Go, go start the video. Uh, one of us yeah. said it, and one of you can win a... Uh, free uh, passive packs unplugged. All you have to do is uh, enter the name of the game that we were talking about that time to contest at rado.com and you'll be entered to win um, that uh, that ticket. Um, Chris, or maybe any... you're hard of hearing like Shannon's grand. And we who can know? <laughs> you're killing me, Chris. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts before we wrap things up here, my friend? No, that's it. I, I I love I love Catan, and I also love games that remind me of it. So it's, yes. it, Catan will always hold a a very fond place in my heart, and I like so it. I like uh, lists that 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 talk about it. Legendary Tactics crew, what what are you? Any signing off words? We appreciate yeah. you being out there, and uh, we got to say, get out there. Yes. Get gaming and be legendary. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, friends. That's true. All right. Be legendary. Be legendary, friends. Like that's the perfect way to uh, sign things off for this episode of the R and R show. Thanks again. We'll see you later. So long. Bye bye. And hello, we did it. Nice job. Yes. Thank Goodbye, you. guys. Thanks. Thanks again. Thank you, Cax. Appreciate Bye. it. Um, <laughs> we've so actually much. gone over our lot of time. Normally, we do a post uh, show, but we are we got a few. We just got a f- uh, few minutes. Uh, we got a few minutes over. Um, so, thanks to everyone who watched, who was in the live uh, audience, and uh, yeah, Chris, appreciate you handling the uh, the chores of the shenanigans um, as always, and. Uh, Flash and NATO, uh, before we get out of here, any final thoughts from you guys? Where can uh, people find you? Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, well, yeah, YouTube's the primary uh, platform. NATO runs the Twitter handle and all that. But, uh, yeah, YouTube's YouTube's the place to go. So, legendarytactics.ca. No, .com, right? Sorry, .com. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, we have uh, our website is .ca, I think. We just got a website, yeah. so oh, <laughs> we're cool. just hey. learning. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. But hey, yeah, we'd love to uh, get together with you guys and, and do some work together if you're ever up for anything more. It's been oh, a, a lot yeah, of fun chatting sure. with you both. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this was a blast. And I will definitely take you up on that offer. I'd love to you know, chat more about games. Brilliant. And um, yeah. yeah, well, 
let us let us know how your wargaming experience goes. We'd love to hear uh, will, how yeah. that works out. I will yeah, be here. Uh, so that the conference, the convention I'm going to is uh, start in November. So I'm going to gear up uh, this month and then dive in the first week in November, and I'll, I'll definitely nice. let you know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Chris, let us know about packs too. Love to hear. Uh, yes. What, yeah, what yeah, you see sure. there. And- Cool. Yeah, right. yeah, and we'll like we can hang out. We were so close. We can probably do something at some point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No Let's do it. Nice. Yeah, you can come on out to the studio, either studio yeah. east or west. You can choose. Oh, Great. I'll rate them. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. One's going to be a ten, and one's going to be a one. I've already decided. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Depends if you like barns or office spaces more. Yes. <laughs> Uh, True. Okay. That says something yeah. about me as a person, doesn't it? Yes, it, does. it might do. It might do. <laughs> All right, friends. Thank you again. And folks in chat, stick around. We're going to go raid our friends Lusa Palooza. They're playing board games. I think they're playing Heat, Pedal of the Metal right now. We're going to take Ooh, you over cool. there. Stick around because you get more Rotto points we can spend here on the channel. And on behalf of our friends here, thank you again for watching the R&R show. Starting the raid in 10 seconds, and then we're off air. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you. And this has been a lot of fun. Great show. We've got three seconds to, and uh, we're going to raid right now. Bye-bye, friends. See you later. So long. And we are, are we off air? We are done, and I have... Oh. St-